0: Tell us a little bit about what you saw and, and, and being able to relay that message to Cora when you watch Kimbrel pitch and, and kind of help out so he wasn't uh, tipping his pitches. So tipping pitches, we hear about it all the time. People at home understand what tipping pitches is all about. It's amazing. And that's remarkable. Alex, we have a very special episode today. And because of that, we don't have a traditional cold open. I don't have a question for you. All I have is some ground rules.
1: (laughs) (laughs) For a very high concept episode.
0: High concept as you dubbed it. I'm really excited that people get to see just how high concept, you know, how highfalutin our ideas here Mm -hmm. are on the Tipping Pitches podcast. It's episode 300. Woo! Round of applause. 300 episodes. 300 of them. 300. 300. 300. 300. (laughs) So they say like 100, but three times, um, you know, before we get started, congratulations. We did it. 300 episodes. I feel like that's, you know, anybody can do 100 episodes. Anybody can do 200 episodes even. Yeah. Can you make it to 300? That's now you're in Hall of Fame territory. It's like the 3000 hits of podcasting.
1: Yeah. It separates the kids from the adults, you know?
0: Exactly. Um, are you ready for my ground rules? I'm ready. Today on the podcast Alex and I to celebrate episode 300 to give everybody what they have been asking for for so very long. We are going to do a power hour on the podcast. A power hour, a live drinking game. Some of you might know what a power hour is. If you don't, you're about to find out in a very serious way. 60 minutes, one question per minute. The questions have been chosen ahead of time. Many of you submitted Wonderful questions, and we appreciate that. Uh, We are both going to answer each question. So really, we have 30 seconds to answer these questions. And then we are going to take one shot or sip of beer every minute on the minute for 60 straight minutes. Uh, that's just going to be kind of like a scout's honor situation. Like you don't have to take a full shot. We're not going to measure out a shot while also trying to record a podcast. You spilling, spilling beer all over our audio equipment here. I don't think anybody needs that.
1: I don't think so. I am really interested to see the, the cadence of our sips and like how big that like.
0: If I finish my beer before you, you're canceled. Yes, exactly. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) Just just making sure we're on the same page. All right, good. Um, the questions are yes or no, or short enough to be answered in one minute by both of us. Um, we have pre-screened these questions. Uh, each of us will get two timeouts for the duration of this hour. And that timeout can be used for something like regrouping your thoughts, pausing to go to the bathroom, uh, figuring out how you want to answer a question in more detail. Whatever you need to use the timeout for, each of us will get two of them. We will, you will hear us use them throughout this hour. Uh, because of the timer, the first half of this podcast will be almost entirely unedited, which is uh, uncharted territory. For the two of us.
1: All of the listeners are about to find out how much work you do. <laughs> I'll just say that.
0: <laughs> oh, that's nice. Thank you. How bad we are at podcasting, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we will just we'll have the timer running, and because of that, we can't, you know, we can't make edits out. So we're just gonna have to keep it rolling like it's radio. This is actually our real audition for um Topeka, Topeka, Kansas radio one. hour, where we have been joking for years that we want our careers to end up. Um, I'll make some small cuts for background noise or uh, slight interruptions or audio quality concerns, those kinds of things that won't affect the sixty minute timer that we are going to set, the
1: integrity of this game.
0: While recording this power hour, this part is important. While recording this power hour for the first half of the podcast, we will note topics and questions that we want to return to and explore in more depth, that deserve more than just 30 seconds from each of us, one minute in total. Uh, I will highlight those questions. And we will return to them and talk in more detail after the power hour is over. And what I am um, loosely describing as a free-flowing second hour of this (laughs) conversation. (laughs) We really don't know how it's going to go. I fear for how it's going to go, actually. But I think it's going to be good. And I think it's going to be what the people want. It's it's episode 300. You know, we had to do something um, weird and experimental.
1: Yeah, you've already seen the timestamp of the episode. You know what's coming. We we don't. <laughs> so, Like, what did people
0: want for episode 300? You know, did they want us to just sit here and talk about another Rob Manfred quote? No, no, no. You want something that is as unhinged as the fact that we have done 300 episodes about labor and baseball mm-hmm. and people actually listen to it. You are those people. We thank you very much for that. And um, here we go.
1: Yeah, I just want to say thank you to everyone who submitted questions. I mean, they were all really amazing. They ran the gamut as you are about to see and we had to make some hard decisions about uh which ones made the cut and which didn't um but we value them all equally i would say
0: yeah and a lot of them actually i wrote down to save for the future to come back yeah. to come back to for other mailbag episodes either because we didn't feel like we could answer them within a minute or um because we just felt like it would be you know better suited for a future episode um it might have been too related to baseball if you asked a question. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we were kind of trying to let this one be a little bit uh, more out there. Um, so we're going to do it. We're going to set a timer for sixty minutes, and we are going to take one sip of beer or one shot of beer. I guess I don't really. We, we need to. I don't know how we're phrasing that, but um, the the real Power Hour. By the way, I, I just want to tell people this before we really. Please. Get yeah, gone. I would.
1: I will just the the listeners should know. I had no idea what this was. That's because I'm, you went to a boring school. <laughs> with boring people pretty much yeah and you grew up in a
0: liberal enclave right. where you didn't do beer drinking games like this you guys sat around and talked about theory yeah you're actually right
1: <laughs> i don't know. i don't have anything to add to that
0: <laughs> um a power hour is yeah a shot of beer every minute on the minute i already said that yep. but it, it, it equates to about seven and a half beers <laughs> so i can't promise you that we will fully do the seven and a half beers, it'll be more like a sip, but there will be a sip every minute. Have you done one of
1: these before? Like an actual power hour?
0: I can neither confirm nor deny that. Interesting. I don't need to confirm nor deny that. I, I, I suppose you don't. I have done it before. <laughs> <laughs> At, really, I used to do like the half hour because that is a better, mm. that's a better allocation of your time. Like you, it's it's a real, it's going to like a real... Doing this the full hour as a pregame is a real, not only just time commitment, but it's like uphill sledding. Yeah. Like for the last 15 minutes, mm-hmm. we're at least going to have something to talk about. Yes. Yeah. And like an objective to keep us going. But when you're just sitting there staring and at like swirling a, u- the bottom a, of the a beer. YouTube video, I used to do this one when I would visit my friends at Penn State University. We used to do this one that was only 30 minutes. So like the power half hour. Mm-hmm. And it was just each minute. like you say,
1: do this one. Like you guys were sitting there like, which power hour should we do? Well,
0: no, I'm going to tell you because you, there, there are YouTube videos for this exact thing where it's like a countdown designed to be played while you do the power hour for fun. And we used to do this one. That was like a one minute Allen Iverson highlight every minute for 30 minutes. That's cool. Actually. Yeah, it is cool. (laughs) So, so maybe next time for episode 400, when we run this idea back and we iron out the kinks, maybe we can do it live on video with, um, with Troy Glauss highlights.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know? Angelton Simmons highlights. Yeah, Manny Machado highlights. Manny Machado <laughs> I'm on a, a big Troy Glauss kick today.
1: Yeah, that's your second Troy Glauss joke you've made. Uh,
0: I'm just really, I'm really, I'm backing on the Angels. I, I believe in Artie's vision. Uh-huh. Now that Otani's gone, I, I really think that they can figure that thing out.
1: Right. It's kind of like, well, you've tried everything else, right? Maybe. Try being bad. Maybe, 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 maybe it'll make him.
0: you <laughs> Maybe it'll make you good. Um, okay. Here it comes. Episode 300, Power Hour. Before we get to it, I am Bobby Wagner. I am Alex Baisley. And this may be the last episode of Tipping Pitches you ever hear. All right, I'm about to set the timer, but um, first I want to shout out our new patron for this week because that is something that we do every week. And that new patron this week is Matt. You're a legend this week, Matt. You are. You get to be part of this history. You get to be part of this episode forever. And that is the kind of thing that can happen if you sign up for the Tipping Pitches Patreon. You can be the only patron sponsoring episode 300 before whatever is about to unfold. Now, that may be a bad thing for Matt. Mm -hmm. That might might come back to bite Matt. Matt might have to take back his (laughs) Patreon endorsement of us after the events of this episode. But I choose to believe now in this moment that it's a good thing. Alex, are you ready?
1: As I'll ever be. I mean, this has been brewing for, no pun intended, for, <laughs> no pun intended, for, for months. Ooh. And so it's really, it feels like uh, we've built a lot of momentum towards this. And now that the big night is finally here. I'm like, I have like jitters, you know, like before you get out on stage. Or it's like World Series game one. Exactly. We're going to get to the end of this and we gonna be like, oh, that was fun. Let's do another one.
0: <laughs> before I press play on our timer, can I just give a very brief, recap of the things that i've put into my body in the last 3 hours sure <laughs> multiple cold brews mm. five slices of pizza yeah and now i'm about to put eight beers in it yep i think it's going to be good
1: i would like to just point out that you had the pizza and then the coffee still having the coffee right now yes. about
0: to finish it right now before we crack the first cerveza <laughs> should we say the beer brand i feel like they might be mad because <laughs> i feel like you're not supposed to associate beer with like a brand with this sort of drinking, I'm just gonna say it comes in a yellow can, and it's one of my favorite beers, and it's maybe named after a body of water near where you grew up.
1: I thought we were doing the like anti woke, like <laughs> like uh, conservative freedom beer or the, whatever it's yeah, called. Whatever it's called.
0: Actually, before this, we had bought the we had bought Bud Light, but when we saw that they were um, too woke, we shot it with a shotgun, and then we went and bought the anti woke beer. <laughs> already off the rails Uh, we're gonna we're gonna crack the beer and then I'm gonna press play on the timer little ASMR Mm -hmm. something that you've always wanted to do on the podcast (laughs) frankly you've been doing it for years then I've just cut it out every single time and I have a master file of all your ASMR here we go first question timer is started first question comes from Christina honestly unbelievable that christina asked this question can we get a power hour mailbag tipping pitches episode the answer christina is yes yes we welcome. welcome we can to the have that um we also got there's going to be some bonus questions built into this timer because the questions are very related and mm-hmm. I, I wanted to answer as many people's questions as possible so there's going to be more than 60 questions okay it's going to feel a little bit chaotic for people um we also got a question from alex not from you i don't think although i'm not certain when will we get the two hour pod Now And another question from Alexis, why do you hate your listenership and avoid the holy grail of a two-hour pod? We don't hate our listenership. Just had to earn it. And we are going to give you the two-hour pod. It is already in progress. If you have looked at your podcast app, you know this. So are we taking a sip at the end of the question? At some point during the question. We now have five seconds left in the first minute. Ooh, that is fast. A minute is fast.
1: It's really fast. All right, let's go.
0: (laughs) Next question. Doug. Will Shohei Ohtani ever win the Cy Young? Doug asked this question before Shohei Ohtani's
1: most recent injury news. He tore his UCL. Mm-hmm. Alex, do you think he will ever win the Cy Young? Uh, I mean, it's maybe an easier question to answer now, but I would say no. I think that he, like last year may have been the best shot that he had. And I don't know that he ever gets above 160 innings anyway. So, Yeah, but nobody gets to that anymore. I guess. I don't think he will either. Unfortunately, I think
0: he will probably, as much as I hate to say it, and I don't want to make this a downer so early in the podcast, but I think he will probably be used in a much more limited role. Absolutely. Like, five innings, okay, he's done, hands to the bullpen. Yeah. I don't think they're going to make him a reliever, because I think that's actually harder for him. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, actually impossible. Like, you can't come out of the DH spot and be a reliever. Yeah. Alright, another sip. We can't sip at the same time because then there's just silence, you know, like maybe you sip early in the minute and I sip late in the minute. Okay, so we're on to the next minute. Minute three. Take a sip for you. Oh. (laughs) Dave asks, do beer and nachos go together? Both ballpark staples, but when I take a bite of a jalapeno or other pepper, a slug of suds isn't thirst quenching. I got to say, I agree. They don't go together. Uh, I don't think beer, alcohol in general does not go with spicy food for me. Yeah. What do I you mean, think?
1: I think that beer is not thirst quenching. I think that's the, the mis- Like you can have a sip of water. Like, I mean, I think they do go together. I think ballpark nachos are maybe a little different. than This is like, the
0: fastest I've ever heard you talk. This <laughs> is amazing. I'm
1: doing my best, you know, <laughs> I'm taking my sip now Take by your by sip. The way, for this minute. Um, I, it's, it's okay to have some water. You know, I, when I, when I need to be hydrated, that's what I, that's what I go
0: for. I love water. I think soda goes better with spicy food. Sweet, spicy, I think that works much better. Next question. Becca, who asks so many good questions over the years. Becca, we thank you for all of your participation. You've made this show so much better. Um, For this historic episode, you've decided to ask us, which players do you think have to count the most and the least sheep to fall asleep at night? I think Nick Castellanos has to count the most.
2: Interesting. He has a
0: lot going on in his brain. And the least, I'm just going to stick with the Phillies I don't think Bryce Harper has any trouble falling asleep at night. I I would. Agree he seems with that. like one of those people who has like a cryo chamber, you know, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> sensory deprivation
1: sleep tank that he sleeps in every night because mm-hmm. he's an alien. Um. So I think that that uh, maybe a guy like Scherzer takes a second to fall asleep at night. Same with Josh Naylor, like yeah. those guys who were just like always wired. Um. And I think Nick Castellanos is out before he lays his head on that pillow. So maybe we bookmark this one. Okay. Okay. Bookmark it. First
0: question that we've had to highlight. We are on to our next question.
1: Baseball players counting Question
0: number five. I don't know what color to highlight it, and I'm just going to make it pink. Luke asks, if you could fight anyone from history, who would it be? Alex?
1: No, I'm going to let you do this one.
0: Dude, Kissinger, bro. I could take his ass, and I would be a legend for it. You get to fight Kissinger in his prime, you know? Like, he's orchestrating the Vietnam War, and you just clock him? You're in every history book forever. Plus, maybe you give him a little bit of brain damage and he dies sooner because he's still kicking. And it's like, when is he going to do it?
1: <laughs> I'm going to take my sip and I want you to answer. Take your sip. I don't have an answer. I've never really considered myself. Uh, oh, much we of got a pacifist look. on the pod. Uh, Maybe Napoleon. So I could take someone who's like. More my size. I think he might actually put you in a body bag, though. Like he was a general, he had some sort of training. I know,
0: but then you could say you fought Napoleon. That's true. Good answer. Dude, would you like to come back to that one? Or are we good? <laughs> come All right. right. You, don't want to, you don't want me to talk more shit about <laughs> Kissinger? Next question. Dan asks Should pitching be somehow speed limited to protect players, especially young players' arms? Good question. Intriguing question. Tough to answer in a minute. You yeah. first.
1: Uh, don't really know how you'd do that. Just like from a mechanical perspective, I feel like it would make more sense to do something like lower the mound, which may put less strain on a pitcher's arm, although maybe it would put more strain. I don't know. Because they would just try to throw harder. Try to throw harder. Exactly. Because they'd be getting hit
0: a lot more. I don't think it should be speed limited, but I do think that there could be a philosophical shift in how it's taught. Like, I don't think that you can put a hard cap on it, but. The prioritization of like speed above all, max effort above all, I do think is contributing to injuries. But I don't think that we should, like, I don't think more rules is the answer, as people probably know, like, from the long history of this podcast. I think that, like, do you take a sip for this question, bro? A a cultural shift in how we teach baseball and how it's played will make a change. We are now seven seconds past our next question. Arthur, question number seven best overall concert this year? Best overall concert for me personally was I think Pup and Pool Kids. (laughs) That's probably the one I was going to say. Because it's two acts that I wanted to see. You know, it's hard to compete with that. I mean, I always, I love to see Paramore, you know. I've seen them almost as much as any other band that I've ever seen in my life. And I I think a lot of people probably would have expected us to say Taylor Swift for this but that was like a really challenging experience with Mm -hmm. the rain and the weather. Like, it was a great show and everything and I'm excited to see the movie version but I think I will say Pup and Pool Kids.
1: I've never been a huge stadium like arena show person. Like it just feels very, I don't know, impersonal. Um I thought I thought you put on an amazing show, but I would tend to agree with you that I think that Pup and Pool Kids. We got to see our see some friends, you know. We got to hang. Shout out Steve. Maybe we can get Steve to join us for a power hour on the pod. Um Nat, question
0: number 8. Do your bosses and coworkers know about and or listen to this podcast? <laughs> I'm going to take my sip while you answer this.
1: They know. Do you okay. hope that they listen hope they're or not don't? Listening. <laughs> I I I do, I'm not here as a representative of my employer. I will I'll just say that.
0: Can I highlight this one and we can come back to it actually because there's sure. there's more to that. Okay. My bosses know about this podcast. My coworkers know about this podcast. It's kind of hard for them not to because this is all, you know, podcasting is my job and so it'd be weird if they just like If I was tweeting out this other podcast and they were like, no, I just don't see that. You know, I don't I don't know what that is at all. So over the years, they've come to know that. Um, Listen to I I doubt it. But we'll come back to that. Monica has the next question. Do you wear baseball wear every day? No,
1: no, no. No. I would say I wear baseball wear like, well, I guess I mean. I realize I can't stop to think about my answer. <laughs> I just got to keep going. Um, the carbonation I, is tough. <laughs> the carbonation. No, sitting here like, <laughs> do hats count? <laughs> um, I'm almost I, down with this whole beer. Right. Me By too. I okay. I, I wear baseball hats more than I do any other item of like baseball related clothing. Me too. I've come to be known for wearing my Petco Park hat a lot. You have.
0: Like my coworkers like point it out now. Yeah. That I wear that and that's like part of the bob.
1: Like wardrobe, it's like an oeuvre. It's like that and the tie dye like retro shirts. I wear
0: know. tie-dye like five days a week. Yeah, I think that's important to think for people to know. And when I'm not wearing tie-dye, I would just wear like a like a black T-shirt or mm-hmm. like a blue T-shirt. That's yeah, my like vibe. little little
1: pocket square.
0: Yep, yep, that's me. And the glasses, which I I'm thinking about getting rid of the glasses by the way. I'm thinking about going to contacts. We can come back to Bro, that later. Fuck. No time. No time. One. No time. Thanks, Monica. Matt. By the way, I'm going to stop telling people when I'm taking my sip. I, th- I think people can assume that I'm going to take uh, yes, a sip yeah. at this point. Matt although asks... Although I will call you out if you don't. Okay. Thank you for the reminder. Keeping me on track. We've wasted 15 seconds of Matt's question. Would you rather have Rob Manfred and the ghost of him when he croaks be commissioner forever or never be able to listen to any music ever again? Funny question, Matt. It's very easy to answer. I would rather, be, I'd rather have Rob be commissioner forever. Absolutely. He's like, as far as commissioners are concerned, he's just being the textbook version of what a commissioner is. We're not going to get anything much better or much worse than him forever.
1: Right. I mean, we could get someone worse who is someone who's better at hiding their intentions, I think. True, exactly. And I could not survive without music. Me neither. Also, I I, I will say, I do feel like it would be putting a bit of a target on our own backs if Rob Manfred as commissioner was dependent on our lives. So I just want to put that on
0: <laughs> Adam. Question number 11, over, under, January 1st, 2028, when the first MLB team is sold to a foreign entity. I think over. That's pretty soon. Sold to a foreign entity is like on the medium term horizon. On the short term horizon is like a foreign entity becoming a business partner, investing, advertising, sponsoring, whatever, like. Doing deals for them to come play games in their territories Which, or something like, like that. I take the
1: under on that one, probably. Yeah,
0: I probably would too. But in terms of a, them owning a team, and obviously, I mean, I think Adam is probably alluding to like the Saudis and their involvement in sports recently. Right. Um, owning a whole team, I think, over January first, twenty twenty
1: 2020, two, twenty twenty eight. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I have the the utmost faith in. Uh, the jingoism of baseball owners to keep that from happening as long as possible. Yeah, why
0: let why let other oligarchs get rich when they can keep their own oligarchs exactly. rich? Question number 12 comes from Chris. Will this be the third year the Miami Marlins wildcard their way into a World Series win?
1: Funny question.
0: No. <laughs> I don't think so. No. I am on the record as anti-Marlins and everything anti-Marlins. they stand for. Yeah, I think it's sickening what they've done. To the baseball watching public, well, to be they to be clear, have moved the goalposts just because they're winning nonsense games. Okay, oh, we want everybody to compete and try hard, and then the Marlins don't, and then they win a couple games, and it's like, oh, they're funny. Why? It's not funny. I don't like it. I don't like the Marlins. Get them out of here. I don't have
1: as a, a strong uh, negative reaction to the Marlins. You never I, have as strong of a negative reaction as me. I just you never. Yeah, I'm the negativity. Yeah. I'm bad cop. <laughs> But the answer is
0: still no. Question thirteen comes from Allison McCaig. Hi, Allison. Which active player has the best baseball name in your opinion? I'm curious to hear what you wrote for this.
1: I, I wrote a couple down. Um, I love Lars Nootbar, right? Yeah. Um, Jazz Chisholm's another one Boo. that came to mind. Great name, Marlins. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the answer is Mookie Betts. I wrote him too. Whose initials are MLB. Give me a fucking break. I
0: wrote him... I actually wrote him second because I wrote Spencer Strider first. Ooh, It's a really fun one to say.
1: It is a fun one. It rolls off the tongue. It
0: feels like weirdly resonant with the thing he does on the field too. You know, like you got to stride
1: towards home to be right. an effective pitcher. It's like when... It's like Colin Holderman, you know? <laughs>
0: Except he wasn't getting a lot of holds, man. <laughs> um, I also like that it reminds me of... The First Lord of the Rings, when Aragorn is going by Strider. Deep cut for you.
1: That is a deep cut. I've, I don't have a response to that, but I appreciate you uh, bringing it up. What's the next question? David, question number 14. Should they make the bases even
0: bigger? Funny question, David.
1: Uh, no, but they should change the shape each year. Uh, and, and it doesn't have to be a huge change, although it could be. Uh, I think fans would really appreciate the star bases. On to uh, number two that was that was really good, Wow, well, then do I have to all right answer answer the question then they should not
0: make the bases bigger. <laughs> I don't think so. If they made them like less than a millimeter
1: bigger every year, almost like <laughs> like when
0: you like turn the
1: volume down at a party little by little,
0: the frog boiling in water mm-hmm. thing except with the bases and suddenly it's like the whole diamond, no, it's like commensurate with the sea level rise, you know that's how
1: much bigger they make the bases. <laughs>
0: They make a political statement.
1: Guys, it's the climate change pod right here. <laughs> oh,
0: this is what we've been waiting for. Question number 15 comes from Mew Yabi. Will Brian Cashman still have his job with the New York Yankees by the next milestone? Uh, the next milestone, I mean, if we're going by what, how we've treated milestones in the past, it's right. like our anniversary mm-hmm. of when we started the pod, which is July 31st. 2017 next year will be year seven <laughs> year seven we're coming up on a two-term presidential
1: <laughs> run i have been doing this show as long as i have been with my wife so
0: <laughs> don't you mean your co-host for life yes that's not your I wife do. your co-host for life people really love that that's how you announced it on the pod um i think i didn't. think he will she did not because- like <laughs> I'll ask her about that on Friday. Um, I think he will because he already is extended for next year, and you know, that's that's during next year. I don't yeah. think he will be fired halfway through next year.
1: I I agree with this. Uh, Four hundred episodes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a more,
0: more interesting of an open debate. Brendan, question number sixteen: Are there too many full powder blue uniforms in baseball at all levels? I know you feel very strongly about this, so I'm just going to take my sip and let you cook.
1: Uh, I I mean I think the answer is yes but i think it has more to do with the fact that there are just too many teams that rely on blue or red as their primary color in baseball and this is a natural extension of it the blue powder the powder blue jerseys look great on some teams i just don't think you need a dozen of them
0: i i agree i think we should get rid of the phillies
1: just not period. just the,
0: yeah not just the powder blue <laughs> uniforms but the powder blue uniforms in the process we should get rid of the phillies <laughs> no more phillies are there too many powder blue uniforms? Um, I, I think so. I think so. Like the Rangers? Yeah. Really? Come on. Come on. Come on. We don't need that. <laughs> uh, would you like to come back to that question later? Or are you good? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. My answer is yes. Did there you take your sip that time? I don't no. think you did. Take the sip. Take the sip. Next question. Kevin, what's the best ballpark you've been to and why? Fantastic
1: question, Kevin. Great question. Actually, one that I didn't. Ponder ahead of time, sorry, I didn't highlight this one. I tried to highlight <laughs>
0: everyone that I thought you might need a little bit of prep time, yeah, for it, however, I did not hire this one. I did not highlight this one, so um, you're just gonna have to go off the cuff, something that you're so good at,
1: yeah, I'm gonna go <laughs> over the top. years
0: you've proven that just you can really just let it rip with the best of them improv, you know, you know? you're trained in improv in college
1: i uh i I mean, I will always love the a stadium. Um, I do really have a deep appreciation for the Mariner Stadium honestly yeah. uh, which I know I'm going you later this month are, yeah. are, are going to check it out so you can report back five, right, seconds. five seconds my
0: answer is Dodger Stadium and I have answered this question so many times it's baseball nirvana it's heaven it's the greatest place to actually watch a baseball game even if it's impossible to get in and out of it's miserable but it is the best ballpark in the world Christina Asks, have you ever named a car? And Hannah also asks a supplemental question for this. So, this is all part of question number 18. What is your favorite car color? Have I ever named a car? Yeah, yeah, Christina. I've named every car I've ever had. Who do you think I am? Yes. (laughs) My very first car was a white 1998 Mercury Sable. I named it the White Stallion. (laughs) God
2: damn
0: it. I did. I did not name the current car that I drive, which is a black Nissan Rogue. Um, however, Phoebe's aunt named it Nero, hmm. which is Italian for black. That was the reasoning behind it. That answers it, it, the question. Track. Favorite car color? Um, Ferrari
1: red. Do you have answers for these? I've never owned a car. <laughs> of course you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I've never done a power hour either.
0: Um, Christina again. Do you have any house plants? As a matter of fact, Christina, I do. Although my houseplant, the one that I've owned the longest, is currently at my parents' house. I had a fiddle leaf fern with my partner that we bought in Los Angeles at the LA Hollywood Farmer's Market, and it lived a long, successful, and prosperous life. It loved Los Angeles. We had a west-facing window that it soaked up all of the sun of, and it grew to be very large and very healthy. And then we moved across the country in the winter, and it died. (laughs) However, my father and mother, green thumbs that they have, Revived that plant, and it is thriving. Wow! In their kitchen, as we speak, that is the story of my house plant, my one house plant. How about you,
1: Alex? Do you have any house plants? Uh, I do. I had uh, more before I left my apartment for a month. Um, my peace lily died, and I'm trying oh, not no. to not to read too too much into that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a nice little snake plant, and we've got some aloe around the house. There's, we've got like a like a f- the fiddle leaf. Yeah, fiddle but, leaf. Yeah, fiddle leaf fern. That's mm-hmm. the one that I had. Yep. yep. Oh, I got to take a sip.
0: You do have to take a sip. Also, we need to move on. Devlin asks, "A Rod and Taylor." I have to assume this means Taylor Swift. Enter a short-lived tryst. Great use of the word tryst. What's the name of the breakup album? You said this was easy for you to come up with. So, what is it? Well, my first thought was thirteen. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> No, I don't even want to say mine. <laughs> well, you got to answer, bro. I, I, I want to. I played around with like the concept. Tap it. I played around with the concept of like a juice, you know, juicing juice, something with juice yeah. and something with juice worth the squeeze. Is it? But it wasn't. I just couldn't land on it. So I just decided to go one word like Taylor Swift always does for all of her albums these days. Cheat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> all right. Take your sip. A little on the nose, but. You named it 13, dog. That's just as on the nose. Emmy, question 21. No timeouts taken yet. I'm proud of us. Should MLB, primarily the organization, but maybe also the fans, be more grateful that the Nats won the 2019 World Series? Like, what would have happened if the Astros won and then the cheating scandal came out? Sincerely, a suffering Nats fan looking for someone to say a little something nice about my sad team. Yeah, MLB should definitely be more grateful. They saved MLB's ass with that. Some might say that maybe MLB even rigged it for the Nats. Who knows? <laughs> some, some might.
1: You might. Uh, I, I don't say that. In, in retrospect, I do think that the Nationals World Series win is maybe the one that was the most satisfying to me over the last decade or so. Like after a run of like Cubs and Red Sox and Astros, having it be punctuated by like the Nationals who are cool and good and. Weird take. Hate the Nats.
0: The Nationals are cool and good as an organization. So, you love the learners? Yeah, bro. <laughs> okay, great. We got to live somewhere. Next question. Did you take your sip? No. Will the Nationals win another World Series in the next 10 years? This comes from Jamie. I'm just going to say no. Uh, Statistically size, speaking, unlikely. To know. No. <laughs> Although, I don't know that I would have predicted that the Nationals won a World Series 10 years before they did. Right. You know, 2009. They were not looking so hot in 2009. They were a newly moved franchise. Um, Ryan Zimmerman was the only player worth a damn on the team.
1: Wow. A Shade lot, to Danny Espinoza.
0: Okay. A lot can happen in 10 years is what I will say. Yes. That's like
1: two rebuilding cycles.
0: Yeah. You know? That's like four GMs for the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> Although not now with David Stearns, baby. We got That's right. Future. You got him. You got your boy. <laughs> Um, But I think I will will say no, more likely no. Logan, what are your thoughts about baseball on the radio? Do you all enjoy this format of media for baseball coverage?
1: I think that it might be the sport that is best suited to be broadcast on the radio. Just given the cadence of the game, the amount of downtime that allows broadcasters to... uh, Add color, right, to what you're hearing, and <laughs> or get themselves in trouble. Well, um, yeah, uh, I I don't know. There's just something that's very like relaxing and calming about it because the game unfolds so slowly. Like you don't have to be tuned in. It's a great, <laughs> it's a great thing to fall asleep to. <laughs> <laughs>
0: don't let Rob hear you saying that. Um, I love baseball on the radio. My thoughts about it are that it's not my preferred way to to consume it but i think that it is a perfect way to do it in conjunction with other things and i find it very comforting yeah to hear the sounds of a baseball game i, I will say i don't listen to baseball on the radio as much as a lot of other people that i know do um, but i don't have anything against it and i think some of the radio announcers are like some of the most talented people in the world yeah honestly that's a very hard thing to do i could never do it peter question number 24 eggplant parmesan or lasagna uh, lasagna. I'm not a huge eggplant person.
1: I'm just not a huge eggplant
0: person. I like either. eggplant in caponata because I, then the, the consistency is correct. You know, it's soft. It's supposed to be soft and spread over a piece of bread or a cracker or something like that or on a sandwich. But I find that it gets soft when it's in eggplant parmesan, you know, and I don't want that texture. I want lasagna. And I'm, um, you know, lasagna is my thing. That's right. my dish. That's what yeah. I make. Um, we also have some bonus questions. Josh, peanuts or sunflower seeds at a game?
1: Sunflower seeds. Sunflower
0: seeds. Um, now I only want to triumph odd numbers or even numbers. Pick one seven seconds.
1: God, I might need to use my timeout for this (laughs) one.
0: No, even numbers odd for sure. 11 is my lucky number. 21 is my second favorite number bonus question from now. I only want to triumph. I'm going to use my timeout. Pause, Alex, pause that, pause that timer. I'm going to use my timeout for this one because now I only want to triumph. Added a second question in here. Okay. This is our fourth question for this one minute. I don't know why I crammed so much into this, Bobby or Alex. That's the question. Ah. <laughs> I'm glad you paused it. <laughs> Take that any way you want, you know? You really,
1: you really put this one right smack dab in, in the life
0: middle? In life, and on the podcast, you know? In a game of one-on-one basketball, yeah. in a fist fight, uh, in an at-bat,
1: what else? Arm wrestling? Uh-huh. Keep naming what I'm waiting for you to uh, get to one that I would name myself for.
0: <laughs> no, didn't we determine that you're a better baseball player than me because I have a torn UCL? That, well, yes. Okay. Bobby or Alex? Answer the question. Are you a Bobby or an Alex guy? I'm a Bobby guy. Okay. If I'm you're being all, honest. Well, I'm an Alex guy. We all know this. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Alex. <laughs> uh, more specifically, I am a an Alex between the ages of 10 and 16. You know, like... Uh Just imagining like what you were getting into, you know, what you were looking up, all the different Wikipedia spirals you were going down, all of the habits that you
1: were like Uh learning and then unlearning. (laughs) Just don't go around telling people that you were a big fan of Alex between the ages of 10 and 16.
0: (laughs) Well, I guess I said it on this podcast that thousands of people listen to, (laughs) you know. Um, Do you think that there is like, do you think that there are like hives? You know, like people who listen and they're like, I listen and I, you know, I'm like mediocre on Bobby, but I love Alex. I choose not to think about that. (laughs) Okay, great. Unpause. (laughs) Jack. Now, question number 25 comes from Jack. If y'all couldn't live in New York and couldn't live in your hometowns, where would you choose? I am fascinated to hear your answer to this. I didn't highlight this one. Probably should have. Sorry. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> Off the dome. Come on, let's do it. Do you, do you have an answer? I do have an answer. Okay, go. The answer is London, England, my friends. The best city on earth. I love London. If I could not live in New York City or Philadelphia, I would live in London. I definitely <laughs> wouldn't live in Los Angeles, a place that I did live for four years <laughs> and it sucked and I hated it.
1: Uh do you want to highlight this one? Should we come back to it? Oh god. I just like uh, I don't have a discussion about this one. Like the answer frankly is like Montana. <laughs> wow, is like, Bozeman. is like Big a Bozeman Hive. It's like a a ranch somewhere. Kalamazoo. That's Am I, off the grid.
0: Coming in second place as we go overtime on this one is Maine. Ooh. Just in in the, in the forest in Maine. If I wanted to just press the reset button on my life and just get out of the game, you know? I would just become like a gas station attendant in Maine uh-huh. you know yeah just live off the land <laughs> start a little B&B question number 26 comes from Molly which MLB team should relocate to London England speaking of London what's your answer for this Red Sox? Aunt, Sox. get him out of here get him out of the state just, John Henry spends all his time over there anyway that's so true it would help him get to so many more Liverpool games the thing that he his actually cares about would be easier. I just want to say right now full transparency I forgot to take a drink for like the last four questions <laughs> So I'm going to need a timeout soon. No, you have to chug right now. (laughs) No, I'm going to answer this question first. Which MLB MLB team should relocate relocate to London, England? New York Mets, so I can watch them in my new city. My favorite team. (laughs) There you go. Um, Okay, I'm going to use... No, I can't use my timeout because I've already used one. Oh, no. Well, you could. I don't know. It's part of the game, man. Okay, question 27. McCoy, what do you think Rob Manfred would do if he had the control bestowed by Sauron's one ring?
1: You don't know what that is, do you? I do. <laughs> but he wouldn't do a fucking thing. He, like, he wouldn't end blackouts. <laughs> I know that. That wouldn't be the first thing. You're getting punchy. I, mean, I
0: need to take like three steps right now. So keep going. I love what you're doing right now. I just Support I, what you're doing. <laughs> I don't
1: think he would do anything actually interesting. Like he seems like the kind of guy who would act like kind of holier than thou and say, no, I don't want to mess with the integrity of the game and just do the same thing he always does, which is just eat around the edges. <laughs>
0: I think he would institute shock collars for players who violate the pitch clock.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: That is his one project, you know? That is the one thing that he has wanted more than anything. No one's been violating the pitch clock lately. I know. (laughs) Sheep. Rob says, jump, they say how high, Alex. Next question. Jesse asks, (laughs) should Taylor Swift drop Jack Antonoff for the next album? Yes or no? Dude, yes. Yes, please. Yes. It's so time make more stuff with, I don't even fucking care. I don't even like the national, make more stuff with the national. No, I don't, I don't <laughs> if it means that she can stop making the same songs with Jack Antonoff, then yes.
1: I tend to agree. Like I'm maybe not like the Jack hater that some, I don't yeah, know. Like, the Swifties, are. Yeah, Like, the I Swifties mean, there's really hated. Very, very divided. Um, I like, he's got some talents, but like, you know, diversify your interests a little bit. I know you can do something else. Get her back with Bony Bear, you know? No, that's, that's <laughs> actually, I'd, I'd rather have Jack.
0: Sounds like we got to highlight that question and come back to it. Um, He's not a Bony Bear guy. Me, I never have been. Never have been. But I love him
1: wearing that gator
0: <laughs> in the long pants. sessions.
1: Aesthetically, it would be a nice reunion.
0: <laughs> question 29 comes from David. Should you name your pet after your favorite ball player? I did. My pup is named Rusty after Rusty Staub. Great dog name, great question. I know that this is something that you've been considering.
1: Uh, it it is. Um, I've been considering a a dog. And, yeah, and I've been if like, I, when are you gonna do it? When are you gonna do it? Yeah, I know. You're calling my bluff, really. I've been mean, calling your bluff for years, for years on many things. uh I would do. I don't know that I would necessarily do it after a specific player.
0: Come here, Eric Chavez. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bobby Crosby. <laughs> You could name your dog like Hudson. That's not bad. Zito. Yeah, that's true. a pretty good dog name. Zito.
1: That's a good guy.
0: Write that down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. I'm going to email that to us. <laughs> We've really stopped doing that. Um, you Should you? I don't know if you necessarily should, but right. you could, and it could be great. I know a lot of Mets fans have named their dogs Shay. Yeah. So that's a little bit um, like taken in the world. But we are over time. Thank you, David. Christina asks, mountains or beach day? This is question number 30. We're halfway home, Alex. It's phone by. I just want to say, halfway home and we haven't finished two beers. And we're supposed to finish eight. So we got
1: to How pick much you have left in this one? I'm like oh, one sip. Yeah. Right. So I'm done now. Mountains uh, or beach uh, day? Uh, answer. Answer. Mountains, mountains or beach day? You mountains. hate the beach. I'm am I'm, yeah. I famously uh, just like I mean, I never yeah. The sand it, like gets everywhere. And then you're out in the sun and it's like hot. I don't really People really like, love that about the sand.
0: They're like I love the feeling of like the exfoliation.
1: You know, like being one with the earth. And I'm like, why? Yeah. No, I you know? love it's just like ruins everything. Just like uh, not being able to sit anywhere because when um, you get up, it's just going to be covered in sand. Like,
0: I get like deeply upset when there's like sand in places that's not supposed to be like a bed or a car. Like that's fucked up. Oh, if up. it's in
1: the bed, it's it's over. Yeah, you might as well burn in the bed. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Mountains. All right, wait, so you're, you're a mountains guy too? I <laughs> think. Um, oh God, it's close. I don't know. Um,
0: I like all of the associated activities with the beach more like drinking and playing games you know and like dipping my toes in the water but not actually swimming in the ocean because i'm afraid of it so i'm gonna say beach still all right but mountains i do like the mountains i like both i don't know what to tell you all right question number 31 Mm -hmm. who are your favorite players from your respective hometown clubs assuming this means the a's not the phillies for you correct Though maybe it should be in the Phillies then. If you're such a fucking Phillies
1: fan, maybe maybe that's where I'm moving. And who
0: never made an All Star? So you're going to move to a place that I was banned from moving by the parameters of the question. We don't have time for this. Probably <laughs> never. Who never made an All Star team and probably never deserved to make one. Favorite players from your respective hometown clubs who never made an All Star team and probably never deserved to make one. Who did you say?
1: I said Mark Ellis. Just because I don't. Maybe I've talked about him on the, on here before. Maybe I haven't. I just like. He was the kind of player that I loved to like style myself after, as like kind of a short, little second baseman. You know, he had a little pop in that there, short. a little speed. You're not that short. I, I was back then. Really? Yeah. How, How short? When did you have your growth spurt? We don't have to <laughs> I, don't th- I
0: thought you were a, you were an Alex ten to sixteen guy. <laughs> uh, mine's Mookie Wilson. Come on, he won the Mets the World Series, but he never made an All Star team. Criminal. Um, thirty two. Kelly asks. Favorite speak now Taylor's version vault track. I gotta say, a lot of Taylor Swift questions in here. Mm-hmm. We've created a brand, we have to uphold it. Yep. Favorite speak now Taylor's version vault track. None not of them. I don't applicable. like any of them. They're not good. <laughs> I don't have a favorite. I don't think any of them are good. I
1: do think the, this was the weakest. Set of vault tracks should have like, left them in the vault.
0: Like, like, there's still some fun <laughs> ones. Have on saved the couple from red, my gal.
1: I feel like this one more than the other albums feels like it's very much like just an amalgamation of kind of some of the other better songs on Speak Now. Where I'm like, oh, familiar riff. I want to say with these last ten seconds, I was recently
0: accused of being a latecomer to the Taylor Swift game on the podcast The Big Picture, mm. and I decry those allegations. That is false. As you should. I have been there since Fearless. I won't say I've been there since self-titled, but I have been there since Fearless. It's okay, because Taylor
1: doesn't even acknowledge self-titled. She doesn't even think
0: that it exists. Okay, 33 is the best question we've ever gotten, and I'm already going to highlight it to come back to in the future. Greg, thank you, Greg, for this question. It is, are there more wheels or doors in the world? Mm -hmm. Listener at home, I want you to think deeply about this question because you may think, that you have the answer, but then if you think more about it, you will flip flop approximately one thousand times before you come to your answer. Alex, what do you think? More wheels or doors? Doors. I agree. Really? Yeah, because like most things with wheels, only have two, or maybe four, <laughs> or maybe four. But like most buildings have like hundreds of doors. You know, like all urban, all you know, all urban yeah. environments have skyscrapers with thousands of doors in them. There's so many cars.
1: I don't know. It's a really There's good so question. Cars, and there are like there are like office chairs in there that roll around. Oh, so you know. True. Once again, this is why you have to. I'm sitting on it.
0: four wheels right now. You are I'm sitting on four wheels right now. We have to come back to this. Okay. Um, is a window a door? <laughs> Kieran asks. Fuck Mary, kill Gary, Keith, Ron. You're taking this one first, All right? I'm going to Mary, Ron. He seems like a really sweet. Intelligent, thoughtful, cosmopolitan man who would fit with my lifestyle. I'm going to fuck young Gary with the long hair and the beard. That guy seems like he's a good time. Yeah. And I'm I'm obviously gonna kill Keith because he's MAGA. <laughs> unfortunately. He's brought me a lot of fun, a lot of joy, a lot of laughter, but unfortunately in this context, I do have to kill him.
1: I think that I would I would switch Ron and Gary in my You'd spin. marry and, Gary. So I'd marry Gary. Just imagine waking up to those dulcet tones. I would feel inadequate. <laughs> I Well, yeah.
0: I feel like Ron is the more understated choice to marry. I feel like he's more for the long haul. Um, thank you for the question, Karen. Great question. Annie asks, question number 35, do you think we're in
1: an age of union strikes? Yeah. I do. I mean, the last five years I've seen more strikes than in like the decade prior. So, Sure. Yeah, I think yes because I
0: think that a strike is a pretty radical thing to do as a union and I think that more unions nowadays are fast, you know, are thinking of themselves as radical unions because they have no choice but to be because of the circumstances of the economy and of labor in the modern world. And so I think that external factors have created this and I think that unions are you know, a force for good and yeah, they will do the things that they need to do. So yes. And they, that needs to be done right now. So yes, I do think we're in an age of union strikes.
1: Yeah. Well, and like we saw a lot of teacher strikes just a few years ago, especially in like like North Carolina. Um that yeah, man, people are people are fed up. I don't question, know if you heard. question number thirty six. People are fed up, quote, Alex Baisley. Um, another
0: question from Now I Only Wanna Triumph. Is a hot dog a soup? I don't think I understand the question. Is a hot dog a soup?
1: I think it's more of a smoothie. But you have to you have to uh uh like simmer the hot dog for like a few hours so that (laughs) hot dog is a
0: sandwich, okay? And you don't believe it is. You don't think a hot dog is a sandwich. A downright deranged take from you. Why don't you think that? It's meat between bread. Okay, I'm highlighting this to come back to it. This is, no no, 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 no. Yes, yes. Because it. I have more stories about this. I have stories to tell about this. I have context to fill the listener in about this. Time is up. Okay, 37. Did you take your sip, by the way? You're not, you're not taking your sips. Are you taking I, your I'm, sips? I am taking my sips. 37, Alex. Another Alex. The Alex Hive is out. Out today. They're out today. You can only keep the full discography for either Taylor Swift or Paramore. You can never listen to the other again. Which do you keep? This is easy peasy for your boy, but
1: what are you going to say? I know. I mean, I hate to be a Homer, but like Taylor has a better discography. Wrong, wrong, it's, wrong, wrong, wrong. I I'm love keeping Param- Paramore. I love Paramore. I really do, but I find myself listening to Taylor more on the day to day.
0: Congratulations on pandering to the listenership.
1: Me and Bryce. You've never...
0: You no, know, you know what? You've always been anti-Paramore. You always have been. So stupid. I love becoming like... Now that I'm getting kind of punchy and confrontational. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yep. the type of drunk mm-hmm. that I'm becoming right now. Um, no, I'm keeping Paramore, obviously. obviously. The the discography is so much more wider. So much wider and deep, deeper. It's like, it, it's just... It's, it's better. It's not better. It is better. <sighs> 38. This also comes from Alex. A run from Alex here. Who is the player that made you fall in love with baseball? You want to take this one?
1: Mm, another one I forgot to ponder ahead of time. So I'm actually going to kick it back to you as you take multiple sips to make up for the fact that you haven't been drinking. I have been drinking.
0: I have. I took it for the Paramore one because I was yelling at you the whole time. Mm. And then I took it for this question because I knew that you were going to throw it back to me because I knew that you didn't have an answer because I know you. The player that made me fall in love with base baseball is Pedro Martinez. Hmm. <laughs> I just there was something about him that was like so demonstrative, but also he just like treated it as entertainment, and I just didn't know that you could do that. Like I didn't know that you could be the ultimate competitor and like want to win more than anyone else, but also still have fun. And that yeah. that like two sides of that coin just made me be like, oh, this actually is like the best sport ever. I love this guy. What's your answer? You're overtime already. You yes, fucked
1: it. You I fucked know. It. You need to use a timeout now. I know. Uh, ah. Just do it. I let the play clock run down. <laughs> I got called for
0: delay a game. So you've used one timeout and I've used one timeout. And we used a we used a timeout
1: that the listeners didn't know about to go get more beers. God damn it. You told them. I'm pulling the curtain back. I don't know what you want me to tell you. <laughs> are these are these timeouts timed?
0: No, dude. I mean it, like don't take an hour, you know? Just answer the question. <laughs> Who is the player that made you fall in love with baseball? Yourself,
1: you know? Yeah, uh huh.
0: I fell in love with the game <laughs> by being out there in the dirt.
1: I mean, <laughs> this will sound cliche, but like the dudes who made me fall in love with baseball are like the scrappy Moneyball dudes, like Rubio Durazzo and <laughs> Adam Melhues.
0: Oh my God. Like
1: guys who I, you know, I've not thought about in, in years and Should we made like no pun- mark on. Should we pun on the whole podcast project
0: like everything we're doing and should we just decide to just name guys like that for like an hour every I mean week? yeah
1: but I think that bits already been taken David could, Roth does it well enough David could come he could be part of it oh
0: he's invited it's not like they, they don't let him do that on the distraction every week. you're right you know like he only gets like 30 seconds for that what if we make it the whole pod like so if you, you, you "thing is we're poaching David Roth
1: <laughs> from defector
0: David you're hired <laughs> you get to participate in excellent ideas such as this one
1: you know like how uh-huh. could you say no yeah, man, I don't know. It was like, I don't know that it was necessarily... Say say those two names again. Arubial Durazzo. See, how could Roth not come now? <laughs> come on,
0: Arubial <laughs> Durazzo? Roth, if you're listening, come on. That
1: was my guy. <laughs> uh, honestly, a guy like Jason Kendall, where I was like, yeah. oh my God, you can do that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can... Keep going. This is my love I don't. I don't know. I'm. It's like you can dive. You can mm, You can play catcher and wow. just fucking just dive towards the plate to tag the runner out. And like, I'm like describing a st- specific instance that happened here <laughs> and like not really well.
0: I'm so glad you used your timeout. We on should this.
1: have put a time limit on the timeouts. You could
0: have no, started keep going. me off. You're cooking right now. The Oscars music starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering, like before we come out of this timeout, You know, while we're still here in this nether space. Yeah. I'm just wondering if this episode is going to be legible at all to the people listening to it. No. I am going to edit it tomorrow morning when I'm sober. Okay.
1: I think that's smart. So like, if
0: it is illegible, like, what do I do? Don't answer that. Let's start the clock again. Next question also comes from Alex. What is your favorite TV show of all time? Are you going to go like hipster on me? Are you going to name something that is like underseen, you know? (laughs)
1: Uh I I don't maybe. I'm more, It's hard to pick one as if 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 you know me, you know me. Um I love the leftovers. That that oh, okay. show just like fucking wrecked me.
0: People love that. I never yeah. watched it. It's good. Should it's I fire that? it up, you know? It's going to put me in a good mood.
1: No. No, it's going to make you want to <laughs> Or don't, fresh, th- don't finish that sentence. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That's my other answer. Uh, mine's, the opposite. Is, mine's The Sopranos. Come on. That's my culture. Wow.
0: That's my culture. All right. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. My other answer for it is Catastrophe. Oh. The Rob the oh. Rob Delaney, Sharon Horgan show. I just want to say really quickly in these three seconds that I have before this question is over, Sharon Horgan is the most cr- important creative person out there right now working. Bang. She's very important. Bang. Okay. Question 40. Pause for a couple sips that I forgot uh. to take because I've been fired up. Yosef, is 162 games too many? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, yeah. It, it Practically speaking, yes, but it's like part of the thing now. That's like, what, it, I, they they like committed to the bit.
1: Yeah. You know, like rom- <laughs> Major League Baseball is just a bit. Romantically, I'm like, oh, no, don't get rid of the game. But like, should the players be playing fewer games? Like, yeah, yeah, they deserve that. Some players are like, I love playing
0: 162. You know, like, like, no, you don't. Lindora did that, and I was like, all right, sure. I, although he might be actually the one guy who does love just being out there every that's, day. That and is kind of like, That's like the place that he deserves to be. Thank you, Yosef. Um, you also asked another question which we have in here. Can you refer to the team you root for as we? I'm very curious to see how you answer this question. Because I'm
1: curious to hear your
0: It's answer. important to Philadelphia culture the way that you answer this question. So we're about to see if you're fucking Fugazi or not.
1: Of course you can. <laughs> no,
0: you can't. Yes, you can. No, I actually got in like a straight up like Shoving match with this about this with people. You in, can like, be a fan however school. you hang on. Do you want to bookmark this one? I do want to. <laughs> I do want to book
1: you can this. be a fan however the hell you want. If you can wear a player's jersey, you can call the team. Like you can't have one, but not the other. Are you, are you on the team? I, I don't know. Do you own any baseball jerseys? <laughs> are you on the team? <laughs> do you want a Phillies jersey yet? No, which is fraudulent. Are you going to get one? I see you're trying to deflect over here.
0: You No, I, I feel strongly that you can't refer to them as we. That's loser behavior. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> I'm anti-fan uh, gate, gatekeeping, but I know you're like low-key pro gatekeeping. So
0: I love to gatekeep. Okay, <laughs> next question comes from Hoosier. 42, take your sip, you fraud. <laughs> Hoosier, what are each of your favorite baseball movies? um who's your ask for a top five we don't have time for that favorite baseball movie what's your answer
1: i i was trying to overthink it and honestly i kept coming back to angels on the outfield which is like such a goofy i feel like corny choice like you know the disney um the disney one with like young joseph gordon levitt you know like it just it is not like it's a the one where he's on the cubs same. No, no, oh, no. that's, oh. a, that's uh, rookie of the year, right? Yeah, yeah, that one's This same. is this is the one with like Angels, Christopher yeah, I remember, yeah,
0: I remember Angels in the
1: outfield. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it just always made me feel good. Mine is Bull Durham. It's the best baseball. I mean, I mean, yeah. All right. Sorry to be so cliche. Basic. This guy
0: says the Sopranos in Bull Durham. Like, oh my god. Will the Mets? This comes from Michael. Will the Mets make the World Series again before the Phillies do? What do you think? I think they will. Honestly, really? yeah. Why? You are always so down on the No, I I I just want to say, ye have little faith with David Stearns, you know? (laughs) Uh, The vibe in Philly, by the way, I was in Philadelphia this past weekend. Mm -hmm. The vibe in Philly is that not only are the Eagles going to go undefeated and smash whoever they play in the Super Bowl, but that the Phillies are just going to cakewalk their way back to the World Series. Like, that's the vibe. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, you walk around and people are like, go Phils, go Birds. You know, a lot of t-shirts, a lot of just swaggering energy in Philadelphia. Yeah. And it makes me ill. It makes me sick. You people. It's my happy place. <laughs> Just walking down Broad Street, you know. <laughs> I think the Phillies are overhyped. Overrated. So- solid team. Fine team. Mets are going to be back. That's all I have to say. We can come back to that Ooh. one if you want, but we don't have to. 44. Jack. Andor is the best Disney Plus show, yes or no? Uh.
1: Yeah yeah i think yeah i haven't watched every single disney plus show but maybe i that actually thought you had about it
0: you know i thought <laughs> that you were just ripping through all those marvel like what was that one um wandavision yeah that was the one that, that was, was the one i was gonna name look at that mind meld loki four beers in people actually liked loki do you watch that <laughs> do you watch a lot of tv what do you do <laughs> like in your free time <laughs> when we're not together like what are you
1: doing I can't remember. At I this just point. watch movies.
0: Like, if you want to yeah. know what I'm doing when I'm not with you, go to my Letterboxd account.
1: That's true. That's what I'm doing. If you want to know what I'm doing, go to my PS4, like <laughs> recent notifications.
0: Do you want to drop your PS, your PlayStation username for people to request you? No, I'm not good enough. <laughs> I know. People will be making fun of you, calling you a noob and shit. And yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. I don't, I don't need that.
1: <laughs> okay, take your sip.
0: Uh, I'm done with this one, by the way. I am too. 45. Nikki, as an East Coast resident, I always feel a little out of touch with West Coast teams that I can't stay awake late enough to watch. Do you feel this as well?
1: Yeah. I think when I moved out here nine years ago, it became just like immediately harder <laughs> to watch any nice. Why well, hide it? You know, well, yeah, this is what we're here to the people, do. The people know. The people want this. Uh, yes, it, I, I mean, it is just like objectively harder to watch it out here. And it like, I, I think some of the cooler rivalries exist out on the West coast. I think the, the less teams are, what you're saying is West coast, best coast <laughs> low key.
0: I don't feel out of touch with the West coast teams. I watch I watched way more Dodgers than Mets this year <laughs>
1: <laughs> it has more to do with the East coast.
0: Yeah. It also has more to do with my sleep schedule, which is like deeply fucked. Like, <laughs> deeply fucked these days. Like maybe as bad or worse as it was in college. Just to oh. let you know, just to give like you a personal that update actually about my life. That actually kind of scares me. I know. It should. All right. <laughs> it should. We can talk later about it. Okay, Michael asks, the Mets announced that City Field is hosting a movie night, speaking of movies, after a weekend game in September. What movie would you like to see on the Humongotron? What'd you, what'd you put for this?
1: Uh, the Zapruder film.
0: <laughs> is that a movie that's like 10 seconds you're taking the seven train so sorry actually wait you're taking the Q to the seven train for 90 minutes to watch the zapruder film if the mets said we are playing this on the jumbotron are you telling me you wouldn't i think if the mets said that we could justify expensing an uber to the tipping pitches account that that's true <laughs> To us, <this> jfk <laughs> That's the answer because then K- you can K- see K, the Zapruder film Zapruder yeah. film Zapruder, Zapruder the Zapruder <laughs> film like 15 times. I wrote the Sandlot. What am I? A schmuck? The Sandlot. <laughs> Next question. Tim what would be your walk-up song for hitting uh, or your warm-up song for pitching? What did
1: you put? No, know-, know. You keep throwing to me for all these first questions. All right. I'll answer. I'll... No, no,
0: no, no. Stop. I'll answer. I'll answer this. My walk-up song would be Kevin Costner saying "Back into the Left" and <laughs> <laughs> JFK. No, no, no. Um, Don't stop me now by Queen. Banger really put me in the mood. Banger to go up there and probably strike out, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> more likely I would be. That would be my warm-up song for pitching. Don't stop me now. Don't take me out of this game, Buck Walter. <laughs> Get out of here.
1: <laughs> so you want it like playing between at bats? Just maybe preferably the Just whole time all I'm out the time. there. <laughs> What's your That's answer? what's on the other pitchcom in your other year. Right, exactly. Um, maybe paint it black, the Rolling Stones. I know nice. we're in our like classic rock bag here, but
0: it has to be something timeless. Everybody has to want to listen to it along.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: you can't do like an oh so so song as much as you would like to. Watch me. This <laughs> morning songs playing. 48, Adam. Over under one and a half international MLB teams in 2030. So we already have one. Right. right. So so the question is, will there be another international team? I guess I, I don't, I, maybe Adam is not counting the Blue Jays international, like from now on. I don't really know.
1: What do you think? I mean, I don't even think we're going to get one international team in the next seven years necessarily. I feel like MLB is focused on expansion to some of the other sites that like we've already talked about. Like I think that. They are far more likely to expa- expand to places like Nashville or Portland than they are to like Mexico City. Yeah, for I'll, example, I'll take under because I think
0: that there are more logistical hurdles to adding an international team, yes. just in terms of travel. And I think that they would like fill out those other domestic locations before they would expand to a place like Mexico City. Exactly. Even though it would be really cool
1: playing at like 5,000 feet elevation. Yes. That'd be um, sick. Question number
0: 49. Dawson, if you were granted the opportunity to take over sole ownership of an MLB franchise, would you do it? Uh, no. No. Nope. I don't think I would do it. No. Nope. Maybe I'll highlight this one to talk about later. Okay. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. Actually, because I have some questions about the parameters of this because I think Tipping Pitch's media would do a great job running an MLB mm-hmm. franchise. I think we have a lot of fun with that
1: one. I'm going to take my sip, though. Uh, I will say no as well. Um, I don't know that I could live knowing that many people dislike me.
0: What if they loved you, though? What if you're Uncle Stevie? Uncle Alex?
1: I I mean, is inherent in the question that I also, like, have streams (laughs) of income coming in? I glossed right over that, but...
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk about it later. 50. I want to circle back to your obsession with
1: different ages of mine. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Only have ten. We're my best friend. What do you want me to tell you? (laughs) We only have ten more. Matt asks, Bobby, if you had to do it all over again, would you still choose the Mets? You're goddamn right I would. You know, it's a big part of my personality. It's taught me a lot of resilience. Bonus question here comes from Devin. Bobby, as a heartbroken Ace fan rooting for the Mets this season, will you be answering for your crimes? I just want to say I didn't make John Fisher. I didn't make him do what he does. (laughs) And (laughs) honestly, Devin. And Matt, if I could control what goes on with the Mets, I would do it. <laughs> okay, you got in your eyes wide open. No, you
1: clearly wouldn't. You just said no to the ownership question.
0: <sighs> but I have some reservations, <laughs> though. That we'll get back to that. I'm, okay. Matt and Devin, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You could be like Alex. You could choose the Phillies in a fraudulent way. Question number 51. You didn't take your drink. You haven't taken a drink for like five That's questions. That's not true. It well, is true. I just take
1: three drinks. Every- <laughs> what's the question?
0: Kevin asks if it was required to save your life, would you become a fan for the rest of your life for either the Detroit Tigers or the St. Louis Cardinals? I mean,
1: this Feels like, like, it's like, like an, the like easiest question. Answer, ever. Alex yeah, was like,
0: I'll be a wait, no. Were the Tigers the one that like came like Sneaky the Tigers came in was the like, last? Like, this
1: is like Sneaky were the last on the list. And putting these two against each other, I would pick the Tigers. How do you feel about the fact that you're never allowed in the city of Detroit again? <laughs> The Illich
0: family. will Have you wasted away? Uh, yeah, kind of a bummer. Since you've never been there to begin Since with, I've, you know, <laughs> tossing it off my bucket. Tigers, tigers. Good question, Kevin. But tigers, fifty-two. Danielle, what? What is your favorite ice cream flavor? You're a big ice cream guy. I like to what? you know, like to crack yeah, open a court, yeah. you know, here and there. <laughs> I don't know that I actually, yeah, I do like to do that. I just remember that in college, sometimes you would yes, just go to I mean, Walgreens would be like, and come back with a Ben
1: and Jerry's court and eat the whole thing. E- that is true. And I didn't know we were going to share that on the pod. <laughs> um, question number 52. I, I mean, I like a, like, stracciatella. Stracciatella, know? Wow. No.
0: Hey, hey, whoa, hey, hey. This guy likes like, a stracciatella,
1: Or, like, cookie dough, which is, like, the opposite end of the spectrum there.
0: I uh, forgot to write an answer for this question. Well, you have 15 seconds. <laughs> Am I really going to have to use my second time out on the ice cream <laughs> flavor? <laughs> um, I like uh, a pistachio and hazelnut together. Like a scoop of each? Yeah. That's my answer.
1: Great. All right, great. Great,
0: move on. Good talk. <laughs> Another question from Danielle. How many times have you seen Fallout Boy Live
1: only twice for me, I think only twice for me as well. Dude, do you know? That Neither the, of which were the, the same concerts, obviously. yeah. We've never seen Fall
0: Out Boy together, which is a
1: real shame because, yeah. frankly, we
0: put on many a Fall Out Boy concert in our dorm room our mm-hmm. sophomore year of college, mm-hmm. our own little concert. Now, Alex doing all of the instruments and me being a bad <laughs> version of
1: Patrick Stump. Now, Fall Out Boy is doing like dude, Sunday night football music. Well, aside from that, the
0: concert tickets now for Fall Out Boy, I mean, I don't even... They're like $300. Like, fuck off.
1: You gotta have a better back half of your discovery <laughs> to do that.
0: Like, if they were gonna tour from under the cork tree and they were gonna play the whole album, I would pay $300. Handsome. Happily. Happily. Yeah. You know, Pete, if you're listening. Mm-hmm. Pete Wentz. That's Pete Wentz, if you're listening. Uh, we- no, we went over. So next question. Okay, okay all right. <laughs> Did you take your drink yet? Yeah. Nick. Asks, you can change any specific number related to baseball. What are you changing? Example, the length of the base paths, years of team control, number of teams. Good question. Probably should have highlighted this one to prep beforehand.
1: Yeah. Would you? But you thought it was easy because you didn't highlight it. So what was <laughs> gonna,
0: your answer? I'm going to go ahead and just use my timeout for this one. <laughs> I apologize to you and to my, my, my past self. For not highlighting this one as one I should have prepared for ahead of time. And I apologize to Nick, you know, because we're going to have to vamp for a second here while I think about the answer. (laughs) If I could change any specific number related to baseball, what would I change?
1: (sighs) Do you have something for this? This is a hard question. I mean, it is because, frankly, the more I think about it, the more... It's a little like the doors and wheels question. The more I think about it, the more I find like more numbers I want to change. Oh, really?
0: See, I can't think
1: of any that I want to
0: change. I'm like it's all divine. <laughs> you know, don't change anything. You're
1: like there's there's I don't even see numbers, you know. I just see art, right? Exactly. Speaking of art, <laughs> Mhm. Where are
0: you going with this? <laughs> I watched There Will Be Blood a few weeks ago. Mm. Art. 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 Hardcore art. Yeah. Um, also, by the way, I've been led to believe that Killers of the Flower Moon is like really in conversation with There Will Be Blood. So now I'm like mega, mega excited. Hype. Yeah. I'm mega excited. Um, I watched that movie and then I reviewed it on Letterboxd and I decided to just like do like a thousand word review of it on Betterbox <laughs> where I told the entire story of us walking through the Uffizi <laughs> and tied it back to my experience watching there will be Blood. I haven't, I haven't read
1: this now. I have something now. I have homework, yeah. You do read that on your walk home tonight. I don't know that I'd be able to read anything on my walk. All right, home read tonight. it in the morning. <laughs> All right, so what's the number?
0: I don't know, that was me vamping <laughs> even longer, maybe a fourth strike. I have to say, no, fourth strike, no, no, no. Because then you have to change, take me out to the ball game. It's like a whole, it's like a whole production if you change that. I have to say, I've never loved 60 feet, six inches. Mm. That feels unresolved. (laughs) (laughs) Why not just 61? Why not 60? Either. Either is fine. 61, an important number in baseball. Roger Maris. I mean,
1: I I think the reason it's like that is because it's like exactly in the middle right like yes you could make it 61 but then it wouldn't be perfectly centered and that would bug me and I know it would bug you shit
0: thought I had an answer there Yeah, probably just change the size of the bases again you know (laughs) (laughs) can I cheat and say like the cost of a ticket like that's a number right
1: can I move the, the decimal point on just every transaction
0: I got one okay Number of Mets World Series rings. <laughs> it's a good one. You found the loophole. <laughs> Nick, I'm sorry. I Alex- did ask for more wishes. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, what's your answer? Nick's going to be listening to this so mad. Nick is like a real numbers guy. He definitely has like 10 good answers to this. and We can't think of one.
1: The pitch clock. Just to fuck with Rob Manfred. Because <laughs> I know that he poured over that for weeks. So what would you change it to? Like 21 seconds? It's 24, right? Is it no, it's 20. 20? 20 with runners on. 24 is the, the shot, shot clock. clock. <laughs>
0: Basketball. <I'm... laughs> let's just move on. Let's, let's, let's just move on. So, so I would change the number of Mets World Series rings to about 15. Okay. You know, we don't need to be like the Yankees, but. <laughs> You know, maybe second would be nice. <laughs> and you would change the pitch clock to like 35. 35? Wow. We'll be here all night. We'll be here all night. What happened to action? Bang, bang, bang. Take the you drink. I hate the rule changes. I hate the rule changes. Please do not violate our banned topics, not even on episode 300. Next question Hannah, how many water
1: bottles do you think you could drink in 15 minutes? I uh, don't know. Can I answer in beers? <laughs> Um, you have like a like a standard pull? pull yeah, like sixteen point
0: nine fluid ounces. <laughs> okay, that's how many ounces are in a pull in spring? <laughs> Talk about a number we should change.
1: Sixteen point nine fluid ounces is infuriating. Why not just sixteen? <laughs> do You want to get into like a like a metric system conversation? I imperial system. I support
0: the metric system. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I was a science kid in high school. You know, it's all about metric.
1: I think two, two water bottles.
0: I could, like, what's on the line? Like, do I get money? <laughs> <laughs> I could drink, like, before it's vomiting, rights. I could drink, like, three. Mm-hmm. Just one more than Alex
1: says. That's okay, my answer. What, I could beat what, about, Alex. what about not before vomiting,
0: though? Like, five. I don't know. Next question. Brilliant. Josh. Josh. Hey, Josh. Nice to hear from you. Should postseason stats count in career milestones? Adam Wainwright has a four and five record in the postseason. Why doesn't that count in career stats? if how we define careers is so influenced by performance postseason performance i'm kind of conflicted about this i am too because it's not always one player's fault that they don't make it to the postseason as much as another player and why should a player be i mean the real answer is that we should like we shouldn't put so much stock in like rote numbers as like the thing that defines a person's career like we should there should be more nuance to it than that but like you know why should a guy who's wasting away on a bad team, you know, say David Wright for most of his career, why should he not get to add to his postseason statistics in a way that someone like, I don't know, like okay. like Chase Utley does?
1: <laughs> right, and I, and I also think it cuts We're already overtime. <laughs> I think I think it cuts the other way too, right? Of like why does a player get penalized for making the postseason and pitching an extra month every year?
0: Yeah, or why does Derek Jeter get? Fake acclaim for making it to the postseason as the third best player on well, all of the yes, teams that he that's, was on. <laughs> that's
1: the real adjustment we all need to collectively make. Jake
0: asks from under the cork tree or Paramore self titled. Um, uh, from under the cork tree, bro. Paramore yeah. self titled is like their fourth or fifth best album. Sorry, yeah. sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I know, I know. Haley Williams is listening. I'm sorry. Um, from under the cork tree is the greatest pop punk album ever. <laughs> Speak on it. Uh, uh, bonus question here. What is the third greatest pop punk album of the 1990s? Not sure. Don't know what the first two are. Um, Elisa asks, would you cut off your left pinky toe if it meant that modern baseball would play one last show?
1: You know, I don't need to because I've already seen them.
0: Oh, fuck off. You know that that is like my number one, like, I can't believe I missed them. Yeah. They were just playing like 20 miles from
1: where I was like for years. Opened for none other than the Wonder Years whom you just saw. Well. I did just see them with Sweep Hill who is really good. If you yeah, haven't listened it. to
0: Sweep Hill, go check out Sweep Hill. Sweep Hill is good. Question number 58. You've haven't taken a drink in like five questions. Bro, who has God the be- who has the best mustache in baseball? Gonna go back to my man Spencer Strider.
1: There there is a whole like class of players with that mustache, right? Like the the striders of the world, the Dylan <laughs> (laughs) The Dylan Ceases of the world. Yeah, Ceases mustache is legit. It is is legit. Where would I slot in? On just like baseball mustaches in general? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Below Strider and Cease, but like up there. But like up up there. I'm doing all right. right? I mean, you have one, which is like above
1: like half of the league.
0: I just want to say Sal Fasano puts all these dudes to shame. No one is doing it like Sal was. You're right.
1: Next
0: question. This is question number fifty nine, Alex. The, the end is near. Josh asks, would you rather be stuck on a desert island with Rob Manfred or John Fisher? This is pretty easy for me.
1: I would take Manfred. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. I just There's don't think way John more Fisher's that I would want to ask Very him. interesting.
0: Yeah, I don't think so either. But if you're on a desert island with John Fisher, you could, you know, delete uh-huh. him. You take one for the team.
1: Opinions are not a representation of my employer. I just mean like you could change his mind about the ace, yeah, you could delete his thoughts about
0: what uh-huh. he's doing, yeah, would Rob like become like honest and like start divulging
1: things to you on a desert island you deprived him of enough food <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, great, okay, number sixty, last but not least, another question from another alex, but do you just have like Alter egos? Like what is going on? Why were there so many questions from Alex's in here?
1: Yes. I mean, I was traveling this weekend and was in a group with three other Alexes. So it's unbelievable.
0: Which movie are you most excited about the rest of this year? What is your answer?
1: Like, like Killers of the Flower Moon? Yeah, like, that's I my answer <laughs> too.
0: Um I'm seeing that tomorrow. Yeah, I know. It's really exciting. It's really exciting. Uh my other answer for this would have been Dune 2, but then they they fucked it, you know. They ethered it.
1: God damn! This is what strikes take away from us. I'm just saying. <laughs>
0: All right, Bill Maher, take it down a notch.
1: <laughs> I love my writers. I am my writers.
0: <laughs> I am my writers was so funny. Um, I'm pretty excited about Priscilla, Sofia yeah. Coppola. Oh, yeah. yeah. Pretty excited about Ferrari, Michael mm-hmm. Mann. Yeah. Big Adam Driver fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's it. That's it. We're out of time. Power hour completed. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, brother. I have a bonus question on here. I'm going to stop the clock. That's where the real fun starts. (laughs) Everything you just heard was was a prologue. was a warm up. That's where the real fun starts. I have a question for you. All right. Over under, Alex. 300 more episodes.
1: Like with the question about the Nationals World Series chances in the next 10 years. Okay. I don't know where you're going with this. It's easy for me to say Under, but I also would have taken the under probably seven years ago when we started doing this. Are you trying to say you don't? So you don't think we would do three hundred more episodes? Well, at this point, now I've seen what we can do.
0: (laughs) Now (laughs) anything's on the table. What should we change the podcast format to be? This every week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think there are there are livers that wouldn't take it. There are partners that wouldn't take it. Nonsense.
0: Your liver is strong. I've seen it in action.
1: We'll see. Again, like 300 seems like a huge number, but I honestly never would have thought that we would have gotten here, which is not that I didn't have faith in us. Maybe it was a little bit that I didn't have faith in us. Yeah, come on. I mean, who has faith in us? But, but I think it's more that <laughs> that's just a really large number of podcast episodes. I think that it feels... Now that we've
0: done it once, now that we've done 300, it's like, oh, we could do 300 more. We're so much better at this now than we were for the first 150 episodes. That is true. But also, when I think about getting to 600, that seems ridiculous. Exactly. When I think about going past 500, it seems absurd. You know? It seems like you're going to be like, we're going to be like 34.
1: (laughs) I mean, yes. Right. As you mentioned, we've been doing this for what just over 6 years at this point yeah like a f- just a- over a fifth of our lives yeah and like
0: we've been doing this longer this is the podcast has been going more than half of the time that we've known each other <laughs> so yeah. there's more pod time than non-pod time mm-hmm. in our friendship <laughs> Of course, like the podcast is just like one day a week, you know, and we like have other things that we do. And so it's like not, it's not like once we started doing the podcast, that was like the only thing that existed in our lives. I will or say even in it took friendship. over most
1: of our text exchanges. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, what was, what were we texting about before that? You know, like fallout boy lyrics, Yeah, you know, it's not like we were really giving up it's not like we lost the library at Alexandria there. No, we just channeled it into one space. <laughs> I I have no interest in stopping this podcast. I'll say that. I think it's fun. Well, you're gonna hate my answer then. <laughs> I um beyond just doing the, the funny like over under three hundred more episodes, I did actually want to talk about like the fact that we've gotten to three hundred episodes and like whether or not that actually feels like a worthwhile milestone to you. 300 is a very important
1: number in baseball and in Zack Snyder films. <laughs> I mean, does it feel significant? Like, yeah, absolutely. I think that we have obviously spent a lot of time doing this. And if I'm being candid, like I really don't think it's until the last couple of years, maybe, maybe, since you moved back to New York, that we've really sort of hit the stride a little bit. We were able to record in person a little more. We were able to kind of wow, talk.
0: so you think all of the pods we did when I was in LA were bad? Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> no, no, I don't. But but I do think maybe we've picked up some momentum. And that counts for something. I what I do think and you know, we we have said this on the show before and I don't want it to sound cliche, but I do think in the last couple of years, as we have started to really see the, the community of folks who are not just engaging with the podcast, but genuinely contributing to it and sending us articles and like having discussions in the Slack and stuff, like that has frankly been really heartening to see because it doesn't feel like the podcast begins or ends on sundays and it doesn't begin to end with us either right like it's like it is far more than just me sitting next to stevie <laughs> and petting her for an hour and a half what well, can i say actually now like now
0: that you address that fact the sure. elephant in the room that stevie's not here yeah she didn't have the chance to bark her way through that entire power hour and just completely disrupt the whole thing which she definitely would have which done
1: she would have done this would have been her time to shine that was kind of an ominous way that I introduced that. She's <laughs> she's just at my parents' house. I'm glad that you brought that up because Stevie's no longer with us. <laughs> oh, For the next that.
0: week. She's um she's at my parents' house uh, living her dream. She loves to be there. She loves to have a backyard. She loves to be spoiled by my father. Uh, I'm going to Seattle next week. TBD on what we're doing about the podcast when I'm there. But like we'll talk about that later, I guess. Um, And so she's, she's there. My parents are watching her while we go to Seattle. Uh, I completely agree with what you said. I think that like the last couple of years of the podcast have been us realizing that like the things that we sat in our apartment and talked about in twenty seventeen are are things that other people care about and like things that other people wanna engage about and like be around like minded people to discuss and that is like a really cool feeling. I wanted to ask you like. What the podcast has done to your relationship to baseball? Like, maybe that's a big question because I feel like it, of course, has changed both of our relationships to the sport and the way that we like consume it and talk about it and engage with it. But when we started the show, ostensibly the reason that we did that was because there was a lot of stuff that was going on in the baseball world. And we found ourselves like, Getting into, like, long,
1: discursive conversations about. Right. We were, like, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed NYU students. We were, like, how can I apply this <laughs> to the real world? Exactly. In, in like, a kind of
0: annoying way, honestly. And I, I think when we started the show, it was, like, oh, we're going to, you know, do our best to have, like, earnest conversations about some of these things. And, like, try to get to, like, a deeper truth about what baseball means to us and all of that stuff. And now it's 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 become a lot more, like, you know, jokes and... <laughs> sitting here and laughing about how funny the world is and about yeah. how funny different members of the baseball community are and how we relate to them but do you feel like do you feel like we did what we set out to accomplish to do like do you feel like a sense of completion about all of the thoughts that you wanted to get out into the world about baseball and like the reason that we
1: started the show i mean I think the answers to some of those questions are different. Like how has the relationship to baseball changed versus did we set out to accomplish what we aimed to? I don't think we knew what we aimed to accomplish, right? I think our, our like rough elevator pitch early on was like baseball from the fans perspective. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh.
0: And what of it? Like, I think we... Well, now you were the president of the fans union, though. So in that way, that you, true. you did accomplish what you set out to.
1: Like, I don't think we really knew what we were setting out to accomplish from the outset. It was like, we have all these ideas. Let's sit down. Let's hash it out, you know, over the course of an hour or two, instead of taking up our Saturday evenings. And... It has developed something into something that that you know probably has changed my relationship with baseball to an extent. Although I will say I think it's maybe a little different for me having also experienced like the last five to ten years of being an Ace fan, which has probably <laughs> impacted my relationship to baseball more yeah. than doing this podcast, than getting on here every week and talking about oh the owner owners did this and and rob manfred instituted x y and z and and wringing our hands at the state of the game i I think a lot of that actually buoyed my interest in the actual sport of the game because i would get out of doing these podcasts and then go home and watch ronald acuna jr put up like a 40 40 season and be like how can you be
0: right now First, Phillies, now
1: Braves. (laughs) Like, how can you do anything but love and appreciate this sport? Which I don't think is a reason to not discuss these things. I think it just highlights the sheer disconnect between what the people at the top of the game feel versus like what the people who are actually experiencing the games feel. I do think that, like, that's one of the things about the
0: podcast that I've like really appreciated over the last few years is the ways that we've been able to compartmentalize some of the stuff that we talk about with some of the stuff that we actually experience in our fandom. And like, that was like sort of one of the things, one of the reasons behind doing three up, three down is like, that was like real time compartmentalization of the things that we were enjoying about the sport and the things that were like really bumming us out about the sport. But like, you know, in the time that we've been doing the show, we've gone like into the professional world. And one of my, professional obligations was like producing baseball shows that actually cover games, you know, that actually are like having to do playoff reactions and actually having to do player analysis and that is actually, that was actually like my job, you know, like that was like my nine to five was like, I have to think of a good segment and a way to cover like this thing that just happened and if I don't, then like the show is not going to be successful and that's a lot of pressure and like that sort of relationship to the game has a way of like making you feel a little bit like, is this is this still the thing that I enjoy? Right. Or is this work? And I feel like our show has done the opposite in like a weird way where it's like, I have the things that I enjoy about baseball. I bring those up from time to time to talk to you about every them once on the one. podcast. Everyone, every here and there, you know? Or like, oh, baseball is cool. And then we are like working through it the rest of the time about the stuff that gives us general angst in the sport and like 300 episodes in I feel pretty confident that that is like a decent formula for both still being able to enjoy the game but also to like offer something that other shows don't seem to do you know so maybe we didn't accomplish what we set out to accomplish
1: but I think we have maybe found what we were trying to accomplish and now it's just bits and now it's just bits now it's just bits now it's
0: just power hours and I'm alright I'm all with that <laughs> seems like everybody else is alright with it too um, what are the things you still want to do on the pod in the next 300 episodes before you quit <laughs> do you want to talk to A-Rod right I mean there's a question like
1: what do we realistically want to accomplish or like what is our pie in the sky
0: both why limit yourself
1: would you go A-Rod or Manfred give an option Manfred.
0: A-Rod wouldn't tell us anything. Neither would Rob, but it like there is more to be gleaned. Like we live in a world that is closer to Rob. Honestly, as a show. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we don't talk about the things that A-Rod is interested in. We don't like we're not talking about like hitting it the other way. Like we're not talking about A Rod's legacy. We're not like on the field, you know, and he's never gonna talk about himself from a personal perspective. He's never gonna dig into any of the things that we care about with him. And Rob, like, he would hate us, of course, if the intern who listens to the show for him ever actually played anything for him. But we are at least on the same plane with him, even if we're, like, vectors going in opposite directions on that plane.
1: I think that Rob is probably more easily rattled. Like, I think that if we were doing our usual, like, bit-centric, (laughs) low-key combative, like, shtick (laughs) i think rob would crack rob coming on
0: and being like rob you're just a quirked up white boy goaded with the (laughs) sauce you've brought a sort of quirked up white boy goaded with the sauce energy to the commissionership.
1: on the other hand only one of those two people would do a power hour with us and i don't think it's rob manfred i don't think it's a rod either though
0: because i don't think he actually drinks you think it's more like he's of like, like a, a sponsor like for like El an Presidente, aesthetic Presidente. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He's like love a glass of bourbon and then hands it to the intern once he's taken. The Does photo. Rob not drink? I don't I don't know. I just feel like a rod gives off more of like a Silicon Valley Silicon Valley like work nine to five party five to nine guy.
0: We get asked a lot who is like the dream guest. And my answer for that is usually Rob. Like plus truth serum. You know, like Rob if he was actually gonna come play fucking ball. Yeah. You know, like if there was gonna be a pitch clock that he had to adhere to, so to speak. But is that like is that still your answer? Like, do you do you agree with that? Is there a better person that you would want to like pie in the sky talk to? Another common answer that we've given is Bernie. Yeah, I mean
1: feels like that's becoming less and less likely. I you know I see <laughs> it's less to gain. Yeah. I, I mean, the the like annoying answer is I think that the, like our ideal guest is probably not someone we would think of is not Bernie Sanders or Alex Rodriguez or Rob Manfred. It is someone who has like been studying architecture in Baltimore <laughs> for the last 30 years. And has thoughts about the Orioles state, you know? And like, like I think Los that- Angeles, I mean, <laughs> no, I said architecture, not education. Oh shit. Sorry. <laughs> You know, like, I, th- I have always found that it is those that really, those interviews that dive really into the expertise that fascinate me the most, especially as someone who does come at a lot of this from the perspective of, like, having soaked it all in, but maybe not having done it professionally or studied any of this. I'll, all I have to offer is my fandom and praxis, you know, like... That's all any of us. And have I look office. for someone who can meld the two.
0: <sighs> I find that to be one of the harder questions that we get frequently because like there are a few people who like I think that we are like within a couple, you know, like Kevin Bacon degrees of separation away from being able to talk to like one of those people is Tony Clark, you know, like there was like I, w- I actually will pull back the curtain for a second. There Do was it. there was Do like it. a second. Do it where (laughs) come on we're in hour two of the power hour pod the two hour the first two hour pod ever people are gonna want to hear all of this stuff there was a second where after minor leagues unionized the minor leagues unionized where some people from the MLBPA were like hey would you guys want to talk to Tony Clark and we were like would we want to talk to Tony Clark Yes. Yeah, no. Sorry, I'm not free that day. <laughs> oh, actually, sorry. Um, we're we're no longer interested in labor. You know, we're no longer interested in hearing from the person who has um a lot to say in this in this realm. And we were like, yeah, and it never happened. Whatever, it never materialized for whatever reason. Busy schedules. Right. He has you know, stuff to do. Changing incentives. He has bigger things on his plate. He has more important media outlets with like larger reach to talk to. Even though I think that it would have been a, an interesting conversation because we would ask more idiosyncratic questions than he would be accustomed to answering. And so it would elicit different sorts of responses. And I think that that had the opportunity to to be like a really interesting conversation. I think that it still does. Like if anybody is listening to this and still wants to make the Tony Clark conversation happen, I am still pro that. So I think that he is one of those people for us. But I I, I no longer think that like there is one (laughs) perfect guest that like we can have. I think that there are just like a lot of people out there. Surprisingly, like a a surprisingly high amount of people out there in the world who just whose approach to the game is like approach to the game and like the sport in culture is like shockingly similar to the very specific way that we approach it. That like it's made for interesting conversations when I didn't expect them to be. Yeah. Or like I didn't, I wasn't sure how like what our vibe would fit like with other people because of our because our vibe is so like specific. Like Neil DeMoss is one of those people that we talked to like the last year or so where I was like, this is someone who is like an expert in a field that we are only like quasi-experts in, you know, that we like are interested in but haven't spent as much time like living in but also kind of like gets our shtick you know, like gets the fact that we're like very cynical and jokey about all of this but also we like care underneath of that underneath that layer. So I just, 300 episodes in, I'm like I remain surprised at how many people want to talk to us (laughs) in the way that we talk about
1: the sport. That I agree with. Do I think that Tony Clark will come on after listening to this podcast? I think he would. You know, he seems like a fun guy. Man of the people. He is a man of the people. It's his old job, you could argue.
0: There's nothing that I said on this podcast that I wouldn't say to Tony Clark.
1: You're going to cut out the part where you said the union is weaker than it's ever been in the last thirty years.
0: No, stop. stop, The union is stronger than it's ever
1: been. No, it really is. I mean, in the, the last, last thirty three, years,
0: yeah. One thing that I really appreciate is the MLBPA communications Twitter account.
1: That's, I'm not even. That, I'm not even no, being sarcastic. I know you're serious. About I that. have Twitter yeah.
0: notifications set up for them, and I love when they do like tweet threads about like quotes from minor leaguers about the ways mm-hmm. that the CBA, the new CBA, has impacted their lives. Yeah. To get, like, really nerdy on you, like, I had a large hand doing a lot of that stuff for the Ringer Union. It's, like, thinking of, like, ways that we can, like, message about the things that we want to fight for. And so, like, when I see MOBPA doing that, I'm like, hey, hey, man, they're just like us. They're just
1: like us. I mean, I, that is something that has also changed over the course of us doing this podcast. And I think that has necessitated us to change how we approach the game, right? Is like the landscape of labor and like broader sort of sociocultural dynamics has really shifted in the last five to six years. And, you know, I think it's the responsibility of folks who talk about the game to sort of meet that moment with the weight that it deserves, which is not to say that I think that we were like the 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 model like media outlet or anything like that like we were like shit posting <laughs> in in verbal fo- you know sh- shit-, no, to- shit talking no but that's not true though because it
0: started out that way and like on a lot of weeks that is how it manifests but also at the same time like who else did a deep dive into the CBA like we did honestly honestly who like who cared <laughs> enough to do that I think most people were totally fine recapping Evan Drelick's recap of the CBA. Yeah. I read the CBA <laughs> on a highway in Ohio <laughs> in the passenger seat hot spotting my laptop.
1: That's my favorite taking back Sunday song.
0: <laughs> That's not taking back Sunday. <laughs> That's Death Cab for Cutie. That's true. <laughs> I just I remain amazed that people are like interested in that stuff. I saw someone in the Slack saying that they were mad at us. This was actually Nick, the same person who asked the question about what numbers we would change in the baseball world. He said that he was mad at us for making him care about stadium finance, <laughs> which is number one, really funny. Yeah, And number two, honestly, like validation of what the project is because like people should care about that. Yeah. People should give a shit about stadium finance because it actually affects the the fan
1: experience. And, if I mean, there's if, one if, thing, if you're not a baseball fan, then you should absolutely care about stadium financing. Yeah, yeah,
0: you should be like, don't give them any money. Yeah, <laughs> that's you mine. Should, you should care way more. Yeah, you should really put that in education, like the Nevada teachers. But honestly, if there's one way that we have fulfilled the original mission of the podcast to to tie this whole thing in a bow and and you know stop being like self congratulatory for getting to 300 episodes, like, and by the way, like we appreciate that everybody has listened to this episode and every other episode, all 299 other episodes, like we would not be still be doing this if there were not like the overwhelming support and like validation that we've experienced from people in the community. And just like people who've said such nice things to us and we do not take any of that for granted. But if there's one thing that I feel like we have accomplished from the original mission that we set out to, it's that I feel like we have carved out a space to be able to talk about really like really nitty gritty stuff like that, that other places are not talking about. And like when we started the show, we were like, Oh, we're gonna have a version. We're gonna have a conversation that is a version of baseball talk that we don't see other people having, and that we didn't know that it was gonna be like labor and finance and like macroeconomics. It just so happened to become that with like some bits worked in, and the fact that there would like have been people who would care enough to listen to that and submit questions for this absurd and ridiculous episode in relation to that project is like humbling and overwhelming and like.
1: I'm very appreciative of that. And can I just say, we'll be kind of forced our hand on that one. <laughs> they didn't leave us a lot of options. <laughs> they were like, we're going to make this the only thing that matters. <laughs> I mean, like genuinely. Other people, other people
0: inviting us on their pods. and mean, like you guys are the only ones that have been covering this for the last three years.
1: Well, I, I, I don't know if it's just because we, we do this on a weekly basis and we are very entrenched in the communities to talk about these sorts of things. But, I, I really do feel like, and this, you know, I mean, goes back to a question that was asked about sort of like strikes and the current labor moment, right? And the broader awareness of class politics. But I but I do think that in the last few years that we've done this, that the, the divide in baseball and sort of those that control the levers of power and those who participate in it has become much more clear and has necessitated a response to that which again we are far from the only people to have done and if we're being honest i have seen more fan animus in the last few years towards mlb the institution than i have say like broader sort of media sentiment right of like of like whether or not to kind of trust MLB the corporation, and it's been really cool to see. I do think MLB <laughs> has forced like fans' hands a little bit to pick a side. Yeah, and so we were maybe a by, uh, like a you know a casualty of that, so to speak, a byproduct of that, as someone who wanted to talk about the game from <laughs> a fan's perspective. <laughs> I think we were more than a
0: casualty. yeah like of, I think of, that we were course, pretty course, intentional about it. I think that we were like. Let's make this a class war.
1: But, <laughs> How well, do we make baseball a class war? Well, but I think that we approached it from the perspective of let's talk about this like as someone who is not necessarily paid to cover the sport and doesn't like have a literal vested interest in the game outside of wanting to enjoy it and like do the things that we've done for the last like 20, 25 years. Yeah, not a not a casualty, but I think Manfred and MLB writ large, yeah, did force people like us to make a decision.
0: I mean, I think that part of that was because they put the labor guy in charge of the whole league. <laughs> <laughs> they put the guy that was like worried about negotiating CBAs in charge of the whole shebang, mm-hmm. and he, unsurprisingly, made the whole league about labor, and like it, it just became. I don't. I don't know if that's like. I don't know if that feels true to other people, but, like, most things in baseball now, like, I filter through the lens of, like, the way that we think about this stuff. And that could be, like, an, you know, an internet-poisoned, like, podcast-poisoned approach to the game. But I do feel like it's, like, way more present than it was when when a guy like Bud Selig, who was, like, much more savvy as a commissioner and, like, how he negotiated talking about, like, the artifice of the game and, like, the history of the game than Manfred is, where he's, like, he's had he's had moments throughout his tenure as commissioner where he has, like, made a casual fan think about and talk about the game in a way that we would, you know? Like, when he called the World Series Trophy a hunk of metal, he had a whole lot of people acting like we act yeah, <laughs> on a week-to-week <laughs> basis. So, like, I think that he has been a large part of that. And I think that, like, the last six years of this pod, like the last six and a half years of this pod have been inextricably tied to the changes that he has also made to the game.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree, which is in part, like in part why, you know, I mean, we joked about it earlier, but when the question comes up of like, well, would you take Manfred or would you take another commissioner? I, Manfred's, Manfred's done a lot to like get the average fan on board with a lot of the things you talk about. like And for that, <laughs> Thanks, I Rob. do kind of have to tip my cap to him. Please come on the podcast to talk about that, Rob. Um, I mean, speaking of other questions that were <laughs> that were addressed earlier, I think we have some to return to. We do,
0: yes. We highlighted a handful of questions that we wanted to go back to because we didn't have enough time or that we just felt like we needed to explore in more depth. Time to play the hits again. Time to revisit <laughs> all of the hard-hitting... You know, like, capital J journalism questions that we got Yeah. in this power hour. By the way, if you submitted a question and you did not hear your question, there is a decent chance that I have siphoned it out for future use in a mailbag episode. So I, I really want to say, I know that you already said this at the top of the show, but I really want to say, like, a heartfelt thank you to everybody who submitted questions for this episode. Like, we clearly could not have done this episode without your funny and hilarious, like, funny and insightful And effective questions for this ridiculous idea that we had to do this episode. So thank you to everybody who submitted. Um, There were a lot of questions where I was just like, I don't think that Alex and I can both answer this in a minute. Or I would rather just answer it in a longer form. And so a lot of those questions will be answered on future mailbag segments on our pod. Let's go back to those questions that we highlighted. The Capital J, journalism. Start off with Becca's. Which players do you think have to count the most and the least sheep to fall asleep at night. I, I gotta be honest, I don't remember why we highlighted this well, one. Well, we
1: highlighted it because <laughs> <laughs> the power hour is showing. We highlighted it because you think it takes Nick Castellanos oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, the okay. The most amount of sheep. And I think that he's more of like a like a Reddit, like our shower thoughts kind of guy where it's not like... I think that he
0: just likes to count the sheep. Like I think he thinks the sheep are nice. <laughs> He's like, I want to see how high I can get this week. You know? Right. But I, you're right. I mean, I, you're right. I trust is, that. I, like, it feels there's like there's not a like, lot going on in that guy's head. It's not like a. But there is also a lot going on in his head.
1: At I could not have thought, thought it better him, if we're
0: being quite honest. I think everybody listening knows what I mean. Yes.
1: <laughs> like, Which is why think both, both of our having... answers are
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he's having, like, such
1: deep thoughts.
0: <laughs> and everyone else is just kind of like, all right,
1: guy. Yeah. All right, guy. So then again, I think it's an open question, you know? Can we, for just like a brief
0: second, talk about the fact that just like the Phillies vibes are immaculate.
1: (laughs) Right. Just unmatched right now. Do you have
0: any regrets about picking the Phillies? Like because of what you've done to me? Like you've sent me down a deep spiral. Yeah. Over whether or not I should value the things that my friends love. Or the things that I hate, you know, like that is a you haven't had to make that choice. You were never like I hate the Mets.
1: <laughs> True.
0: So, have you had any second thoughts about that? <laughs> no, because I've enabled you, right? Yes, yes, I've bought because you Phillies merchandise every week. I've made on this it podcast. seem cool
1: to be a Phillies fan. Yes. Why is that? I that that's an internal question. You have to wrestle with. Right we hour two of the power
0: it, hour choice. pod. Like, should I just go full therapy mode with you right now?
1: I mean, kind
0: of. Should I talk about how I'm trying to reclaim my how trauma is it making of being you a feel? Mets fan in Philadelphia territory? How I'm trying to make that relationship positive in my life?
1: See, the thing is, don't know if it's a bit right now. It's not a bit. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> I'll let you go off. I'll give you the space. It's a two hour pod. We got the time. It's just, it's nice. It's nice to have a healthy
0: relationship to the Phillies. Honestly. Honestly, it's like a healthy, normal relationship to the Phillies, where they're not like adults bullying me when I'm a child. <laughs> also, like just <laughs> we're we're in like, you know, minute ninety five, maybe more, yeah. Of like a two hour pod. I will just say like Heavy Slime, the like clothing brand, mm-hmm. has been like a big like a bellwether <laughs> in making me normalize the Phillies. You yeah. know, like I I relate to Heavy Slime, the the, the clothing designer. Eric Kenny is his name. I I have a lot of his stuff. I like, I like support Philadelphia now. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> You're one step removed. No, like I am. And I'm like, I like the music. I like the, the, just like the urban vibe, you know, like I like the type of person who is like, I will fight for Philadelphia. I will support for Phil. I will support Philadelphia. It's like a good, hardworking city. Right. Like I'm starting to have like pride over my hometown and it,
1: that's a dangerous thing to feel
0: <laughs> it's really dangerous especially when like i'm uh, like actively invested in hating the sports teams yeah there's like a lot of things pulling in opposite directions for me i just i just wanted to share that for everybody and for you
1: well i almost just want to let you keep going i'm like it feels like we just scratched the surface there.
0: next next maybe on
1: the 400th episode <laughs> maybe in the next power hour nat
0: We're coming back to your question. Do your bosses and coworkers know about and or listen to this podcast? I believe I highlighted this one because this was the topic of conversation between us recently. Yeah. About your new coworkers.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll (laughs) refrain from details. Um, But there was an open question about like what the hell this whole project is.
0: Like, it is must this seem, a thing
1: to be worried about? It must seem so weird
0: to people who like aren't in podcasting.
1: Or, yes. like, oh, oh, it was it was a fair question. Like, I just want to point out, right? I didn't have a good answer for
0: it. Who are like aren't in like the media or podcasting world? Like for me, I've actually always felt like pretty normal about doing this show because it was something that I was doing before I started working at the Ringer, and like something that I was just like, I am powering gonna, through that motorcycle. I'm gonna, I am gonna. I don't even care at this point. Like we're on beer number seven (laughs) hour number two you know we're in uncharted waters just like I said at the top of the show but like it it was just like I wanted to be in podcasting and so I started my own podcast and this is a thing that has been going on since before I started working here it only makes sense that I would continue to do it and it's like very much not (laughs) a ringer style show so I'm just going to keep doing it on my own and that was like and you know end of conversation but then like for you (laughs) You actually don't work in this field, right? So now, now it just is like a really way out of left field like hobby that you do. <laughs> it's almost like it's almost like if you had a coworker who was like really into like like free soloing mountains, right? And like on the weekend, they were like, "I free soloed a mountain,"
1: <laughs> right? And you're like, "I don't think this impacts our work." But what if but you I fell- suppose big picture, it could? What if you fell and died? <laughs> That is what my new coworkers asked me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, congrats on the new job. Really happy for you. You're going to do great. Any organization would be lucky to have you, including Thanks, Tipping Pitches Media. Thanks, Bob. We are lucky to have you. We, being you and me, are lucky to have you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you are my biggest fan. So <sighs> I am.
0: I am. I even will normalize Philadelphia, Phillies culture for you, Adam. Over under January 1st, 2028 when the first MLB team is sold to a foreign entity. I highlighted this because I feel like we rushed through it a little bit. Yeah. This is like a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Like this is going to, this, this has potential to be like the next big thing that, that becomes like a, a staple of our show Yeah, that we talk about. Like, I I would say that those things over the years have been like, you know, labor fights, cba right. fights like minor league unionization minor league unionization sports betting a more recent one mm-hmm. which i just wrote a, a long and potentially slightly unhinged newsletter about not unhinged at all you all should give it a read hey thank you that's very nice it's always fun when we like <laughs> when one of us like writes something and the other person reads it and is like hey we used to do this, this a lot like
1: hey you're really good at this
0: <laughs> oh nobody gives a shit about writing anymore so we're just doing pods. <laughs> um, sports betting is one of those things. Alex Rodriguez is one of those things <laughs> wow. just like like Rob's tenure and like the things that he's cared about and like put his focus into owner behavior and like the ways that they've warped the game towards their interests like aside from labor, you know like from a macroeconomic perspective like that's been like a recurring theme on the show that we've talked about a lot and I, I just feel like we might be maybe even slightly underrating how much like foreign interest in the game and like American sports is going to become a topic of conversation in not just Major League Baseball, but like sports in general. I, I think it's like the, the groundwork is laid.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's already taking hold in other sports. We just talked a couple weeks ago about the UAE's new baseball league endorsed by Nick Swisher. So like you're you're right that, I, that hurts. it it feels more nigh than maybe we think it is. Now, do I think that a do I think that an entire franchise is going to be owned like primarily owned by a foreign entity before 2028? No. But like But did, it's not going to take that long.
0: Did Manchester City fans think that their team was going to be owned by the Saudis? No. And then the Saudis were like we'd like to buy that team. Mm-hmm. and Which the Premier is how it goes. Like, sure. That's a lot of money. Thanks. Yeah,
1: you make them an offer they can't refuse. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm going to spiral if we talk more about that. Um, okay, let's go to our next highlighted question. Um, next one comes from Molly. Hi, Molly. Which MLB team should relocate to London, England? I said the Mets. I actually don't remember what she said.
1: I said the Red Sox. Right? Just get oh, John Henry out to of get here? John Henry out of there. Yeah. Um, this may have been a you highlight. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what more you had to say on this. <laughs> Just that you're going to be living there anyway, so like, might as well. Well,
0: yes, that and that's why I chose the Mets because I would like to watch my hometown team. Not five hours ahead, you know. I mean i I do stay up until three a.m., so like, I would be
1: able to watch the. Mets. <gasps> okay, wait, wait, wait. So, so I have a question for you then. Okay, is great. which is what? Do you have an answer to this question? that would change, like, in a vacuum? Like, okay, pretend you are not also moving to London, England. <laughs>
0: would your I answer still be me the Mets? I think I meant to also highlight Jack's question before this, that <laughs> was, if you couldn't live in New York and couldn't live in your hometown, so where would So are you these choose? two
1: questions inextricably linked?
0: They then. are kind of linked in my mind. Right. You know? Because, like, I was like, London, <laughs> I would like to live there. <laughs> you know, they have, they have good movie culture. They have good sports culture. sure. It's a very cosmopolitan city. It's walkable. Yeah. You know, I've enjoyed my time there over the years. Very cosmopolitan. <laughs> okay. It's close to Paris. I like Paris. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like their I, I just really love London's culture of just like <laughs> drinking during the day and <laughs> like not being weird about it, you
1: know.
0: Yeah. Just having Guinness on tap all the time. Hmm. that's
1: british culture right
0: there <laughs> it's actually irish culture i know right I'm like, but they've like co-opted it so it's okay <laughs> um <laughs> i highlighted this question because london seems like the place that major league baseball for some reason is most interested in cornering yeah why is that because the fans speak english <laughs> Is that what do you think? Is, I like, mean, that's what you I, think. I, I I don't. Is there something about baseball that seems uniquely appealing to like Londoners or like British people? You know, like do they look and be like, oh, here, like the soccer culture is like you like the soccer culture has a lot of overlap with baseball.
1: No, I think the cricket culture might a bit more interesting. Although I also don't
0: how think MLB has not
1: gone to India. I well, yeah. I I also yeah, like, that's kind of far. <laughs> I like. I do think that <laughs> all of this is speculation.
0: If you no, 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 this is deeply sourced. Uh-huh. You know people on the inside of the commissioner's office.
1: On the one hand, I want to be like, well, if you watch cricket, you have an, a like a relative understanding of some of the basic moves of this sort of game. On the other hand, well, like throwing a ball and hitting balls. Yes, basically. On the other hand, if you already watched that, God, I know would that, you watch another one. Like probably not. Oh, I know that executives think that way, though. I know, I know, right? I know that
0: they're like, uh, baseball is just a better version of cricket. We'll steal those fans. They're like it's
1: just the same language, you know. It's kind of actually insulting in a
0: way. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. But I'll, I'll, I, I will say actually though that like the fandom in London seems legit. It like there like the, are like the baseball, whole, fan. the baseball fandom yeah. in London yeah. seems yeah, yeah, legit. Yeah, yeah. Like there are like whole communities dedicated to specific teams like it is like fleshed out there in a way that is not maybe in other locations that major league baseball like would like to have a sort of like one baseball colonialist presence with yeah there's like a much more direct like cultural and corporate exchange between america and london america and the uk i mean in a way that there isn't in like other countries and, and I, London does not have its own burgeoning league that MLB has to compete with. Right. Where yeah. like the DR, you know, DR does and Japan does and South Korea does. And like MLB has hard to had a, they've like made inroads in those places, but it's been sort of like a third rail to like the actual baseball culture in those locations.
1: Right. Well, there also is not a dis- as you meant like like there's not a distinct baseball culture necessarily that exists there. Like there is a thriving baseball community of fans. Yeah. But there is not something that feels like a different flavor than what is played in the US. Right. Whereas I think that major league baseball probably looks at baseball in, say, Latin America and says, well, that's like just a little bit different than what we're doing. And better. And better. Right. Now, whether or not that's true is an open question. But I think they probably feel like there's more of a blank slate there. That and like I don't want to keep coming back to language, but I think that the fact that Rob Manfred doesn't need an interpreter when he goes over there <laughs> makes a difference. I and genuinely it's just more I don't cost think it's, effective. I don't think it's interpreter. This. Like, I'm not even kidding though you know i think they're like this is the easiest it makes the most sense
0: i also feel like actually one thing about the uk and about like like western europe's relationship to sports that is like uniquely appealing to major league baseball and american sports interests like the nfl does this too you know like mlb is not the only league that has tried to like make inroads in london like there's an nfl london game every year too where they play in wembley stadium there is like a nakedly capitalist approach to like television rights and like the broadcasting of sports and like the big business of sports in the UK, where like the recent TV deal with the Premier League like puts Major League Baseball's regional cable deals to shame. Like yeah. the and the Champions League too. Like those, those teams have become so like fuck you rich that basically like the stratification between those teams and the lower level teams is such that like. It makes MLB teams even jealous with their, you know, antitrust exemption. <laughs> you know, they're like, who cares if they we have an antitrust exemption? Like they're making way more money than us. And so I think they probably see a little bit of that pie, and they're like, hey, let's 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 get in on that new markets. You know, there's nothing you can sell to investors like new markets, new markets, emerging. Sorry, wait, emerging markets,
1: emerging new customers. That's risk analyst Bobby right there. You think
0: I should make a hard career pivot?
1: You wouldn't have to worry about your coworkers listening to your <laughs> podcast anymore.
0: Can I tell you something about London, England? Sure. Uh huh. <laughs> I've recently been informed that there's a Philadelphia Phillies bar in London, yes, England. That's right. That has stained glass windows with Philadelphia Phillies players on those windows.
1: They are already beating us at baseball.
0: Well, one, they're already beating us at baseball. Because they're much cooler than us. <laughs> because London is the best city on earth, <laughs> right? Number two. This is a pro
1: England pod. <laughs> this is an anti American Revolution podcast. I
0: mean, come on! <laughs> of course it is. Uh, that's number one. Number two. Are we going to go to that? Are we going to go to that bar next year? When we go to the MLB uh, when, when London would that series, happen, Bobby. When we go to the MLB London series? Is this breaking news? Is this breaking news?
1: <laughs> we haven't bought our tickets yet, so. What, do you think they're going to run out of tickets? I I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know how it works.
0: All right, fine. You don't want to tell the people that we're going to the London series I next year. I want to tell the people. Let's do it right here. Um, Alex and I are going to go to the London series next year, and we're going to cover it like doofuses. We're going to have a great time. We're going to do some cultural exchange.
1: Yeah. We're going to do a power hour
0: with <laughs> bat flips and nerds. <laughs> I'm going to stay. <laughs> I'm not going to come back. <laughs> um, do you want to talk more about where you would live if, if you couldn't live in New York or your hometown? The thing that I forgot to highlight. Or do you want to just
1: move on? <laughs> what was your answer? Like, oh, Bozeman, Miami or Montana or whatever. Yeah, Bozeman. Just because I I met someone from Montana today, it was the first state I could think of. Oh, interesting.
0: Where are your real answers to that? Because you're like well, you you actually care about this stuff. Like you actually think about cities and like sustainable cities, and you studied this in college, and like you have you have like refined opinions about this, <laughs> not just like bullshit. I met someone from Montana. Opinions. So, like, what is your real answer? Well, because cause like I I would actually like live. I would live in London. You know. It's kind of hard to do the movement because London jobs don't don't pay very well. <laughs> so you kinda have to like be from there already, you know? But like yeah, I mean, London- is it offset
1: by like rent? No. <laughs> I,
2: I don't know. It's like, it's like this <laughs> is like a deeper
1: conversation.
0: <laughs> but like I in my life, like I have genuinely thought like, oh, I would like to try to live like in a foreign country, like London, Rome, Milan. Like, these are all places that I have thought, like, oh, I would actually try to live there if, like, circumstances were beneficial towards that kind of idea. But, like, there are plenty of places in the United States that I would would have liked to try to live, too, you know, if I didn't waste four years of my life living in Los
1: Angeles. Yeah.
0: So, like, what, What? I mean, what is your answer? Like, New York was one of those places for you. I I mean. Here you are, baby. City that never (laughs) sleeps, you know. You're doing fucking power hour pods with me on a Tuesday. Yeah, I just
1: didn't know what I was signing up up for. I mean This is why you're signing up for. genuinely, I mean, I I joked like Montana or whatever, but I am interested. <laughs> I read like Walden once in high school, you Dude, know, and was like, This is my guy. Walden is kind of good. Yeah. Good piece of writing. Shouts out to to Jenny Jack, my my sophomore through junior English teacher. <laughs> That's right. Do you know that my junior year English teacher,
0: let me just tell you a little bit of Bob lore.
1: Yeah. Pull back the curtain.
0: On when I way. was in high school, think about the city that you want to live in, by the way, while I'm telling this yeah. story. So that you can actually have an answer <laughs> and we can move <laughs> on. So that this is not the first two hour and the first three hour <laughs> podcast that we ever do. When I was in high school, I was like a real science guy. Like I took a lot of AP science classes. I thought, I thought that I wanted to be. This guy took APs. I thought that I wanted to be an engineer and like, I made my life miserable for three years out of my high school because I was like, oh, I'm taking all these classes. I'm like putting a lot of stress on myself. I deep in my core wanted to be a writer, wanted to to be like a fiction writer, which is actually kind of insane, but also was like interested in journalism, interested in like persuasive writing and that sort of thing. But I was like, you can't get a job doing that. I was like taking this very practical approach to life at 16, Mm -hmm. which was like a dumb thing to do. And my junior year English teacher, I was in AP, you know, language and writing or whatever it's called. And she was like, you clearly care so much about writing. (laughs) Like you clearly put so much effort into this and you like want to talk about it. And you like are so invested in this class. Like, do you feel that way about science? And I was like, No, (laughs) like, I feel like I'm doing this out of obligation. I feel like I'm doing it because it's the right thing to do. And she was like, you're going to like hate your life. Like if you do this, like don't go to a college and study engineering just because you think it's the right thing to do and it will get you the right job. And I was like, I had a real like come to Jesus moment. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to NYU. (laughs) I guess I'm going to study journalism. And that led me to this podcast. (laughs) That led me to meet you, that led me to start this podcast with you, that led me into media, that led me into my whole career now. This was like one person who was- What was that teacher's name? Her name was Marianne Daly. Marianne Daly. I like, you know, kept up with her. Like, she's like a friend, you know? she listen? I don't think she listens. She might. She might. But honestly, like, that is the power that a a good teacher who actually gives a shit, who like identifies (laughs) a thing in a person and like stokes it, can have. Anyway, that was my way of vamping to give you time to think about what city that you want to live.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, again, do I have one city that, like, is answer this question? I don't know. I have always been really attracted to, like, Brazil and sort of a lot of their just, like, urban organization, I guess. They especially have a lot of, they've done a lot of work around sustainability and, like, renewable green cities. And that has always just really intrigued me. I mean, also, like, I mean, (laughs) I don't know. Now I'm just going back to historically cities I read about, and I'm like, oh, they have public housing. That's cool. But, like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) like Vienna Vienna in Austria was, like, for a long time, like, really the model of, like, what public housing like looks like. And so, like, is that where I want to live? Like, I don't know. But I've always been really fascinated with just how other cities, other countries organize their societies and, like, house people because that is one of the fundamental questions and one of the fundamental questions that we sure as hell haven't figured out.
0: Not only have we not figured it out, we've, like, actively tried not to figure it out. Right.
1: We have contributed to the
0: problem. (laughs) We've revolutionized fucking it up. (laughs) Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. And so it might be nice to live somewhere where, like, they didn't try to do that.
0: Do you remember our senior year of college when we were living together and I was reading Evicted by Matt Desmond? Mm-hmm. And then I gave it to you and I was like, I'm going to give this to you because you should read it, but also don't read it because yeah. it'll ruin your life.
1: <laughs> For what it's worth, I didn't read it.
0: So you should read it. You should read it. All right. Now that you're at a stable place in your life, you know, you're married.
1: <laughs> now that I'm, yeah.
0: you have a job, you have a home. <laughs> You sort of solidified your beliefs in the world, right? You can handle it. Right. <laughs> you can handle the fact that like humanity is totally fucked, really bleak. Now that I'm all right, <laughs> um, for the, I mean, for those those listening at home, it's it's like one of the best books, like one of the best ethnographically written nonfiction books I've ever read. Evicted by Matt Desmond. Okay, now to talk about Taylor Swift and
1: Jack Antonoff.
0: <laughs> Um, no, had I had
1: more on Vienna, Austria.
0: <laughs> I Highlighted this question because it seemed like you had more to say about the national and Bonivair, and I just kind of want to let you let you cook, you know, because I'm I'm pretty anti-national and anti-Bonivair too. But I want to hear more with regards to your thoughts on Taylor Swift's collaborations with those two folks.
1: I am actually not, maybe not as anti-national. I think Taylor and Aaron Dustin. <laughs> what are we even doing right now? First of all,
0: what, what are we ever doing? Second of all, <laughs> do you remember the time that we recorded a podcast that was like 45 minutes, like serious baseball chat and then 45 minutes midnight's album review? That was so sick when we did that. <laughs> that
1: was sick. And you like didn't have a microphone, right? I
0: forgot my microphone. <laughs> And had to record with, like, the internal like, Zoom actually microphone. actually one of the more
1: stressful recordings we've ever done,
0: I think. Yeah, we did it after we did, like, a a conversation with, like, a journalism class at Rowan
1: University. And there was an hour of us just head in the hands be like, how's this going to work? <laughs> and then good, it did. Good times.
0: And then it did. And then everybody liked it. Everybody's was like, yeah, Midnight's Thought's great.
1: I think Taylor's collaboration with Aaron Dessner is quite fine. I don't dislike it. I don't love it all. But... I
0: I like her collaboration with Aaron Dessner. I don't like when, like, the national guy, what's the the guy who actually sings for the national? I don't like when he sings on her songs. Because then it just becomes about him (laughs) and his, like, deep voice.
1: Not a Coney Island fan. I'm not. No, I don't like that song. That's a song that, like, did not stand out to me at first and just grew on me immensely. Isn't it, like, Matt Beringer or something? Yeah. I actually don't. Wait, what is his actual name? I don't know. Oh, I thought that's what you're looking up. No.
0: Yeah, Matt Berninger. You were close. Berenger is the name of an
1: audio company. Matt Berenger was a kid I went to elementary school <laughs> with. So I'm just like pulling out deep cuts from elementary school, middle school. <laughs> I, I hope they're all listening.
0: I am not a fan of bon Iver's music necessarily. I think that. Like, I understand the vibe. Like, I I get it. I just don't ever want to just, like, fire it up. I think Exile is, like, truly a transcendent song. And you're a hater? I've never been a fan. Wow.
1: Interesting. Even with the gator in the long pond sessions. I, like, really liked Evermore. Like, the last song on that album with the duet with him. Yeah. I don't know. It kind of banged. I also like... <laughs> I don't know. It kind I of don't, I don't Like, I don't know. It kind of slapped. Also, I was like a bright eyes guy. Right? And I, so I feel like... No, Wait, 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 wait. You weren't just like a bright eyes guy. <laughs> yeah.
0: You can't just like let that slide through. That'd be like me being like, nah, I sort of was into Paramore. <laughs> you were like, like bright eyes was like the animating musical act of your life for more than five years. It was like them and Wilco. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So like, let's just not, let's not like pretend, you know, like, let's not just, let's, let's not understate things mm-hmm. this long into the pod. You're, Connor Oberst is your guy. Yeah. And frankly, I was out. I was out all the way out on him for years. And then I discovered DeSapro <laughs> And I was like, I get it. I was wrong. I was wrong. I'm bending the knee. I was wrong. He's right. You're right. I was wrong.
1: We all have in a way
0: that lights. I don't do often. Yeah. Admit you're wrong. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, you were a bright eyes guy.
1: How does that relate to Boney Bear? <laughs> oh, this is the Jack Antonoff question that we're on. <laughs> Just making sure. Yes. Uh, I don't know. Just Another sad. I actually white indie dude. I would be interested in her
0: collaboration with him. I he's too much. Of a, he's, he's too much of a wild card.
1: Like, as a person mm-hmm. for her to ever actually collaborate with. I mean, I send all the love to him in the world and like hope he's okay. No, right no, now, honestly. Me too. I, yeah. I just feel like
0: he is like less like predictable, controllable, like public relations sanded down as a person, as an artist to the point where like she would not probably not collaborate with him. Like, she would collaborate with Phoebe Bridgers. Who is like in that world too, right. but is like
1: collaborated with Connor
0: exactly, way. but is like one degree removed from that sort of like unpredictability yeah. that like Connor Oberst has. Yeah, but I think that it would be good creatively, honestly. I'd be interested.
1: Well, Taylor, if you're listening, or Connor, if you're listening, I think Connor's more likely to be listening to Tipping Pitches only marginally. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you, you find you think Connor
0: Oberst is a podcast guy? Frankly, I think some, I think, I think some both... of the
1: songs feel like podcasts. Sometimes. Well, <laughs> the way he preaches.
0: Can I, I think? You I think know about both this. find
1: distinct things to dislike in our podcast. Oh, yeah. Taylor, all the unlicensed music that plays. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Well, what would Connor dislike?
0: <laughs> he just never struck me as a sports guy. <laughs> <laughs> You know how many times I've tried to start my Bright Eyes era? I do actually. Yeah, yeah of course you do, because every time I do, I text you about it. I'm like, I'm listening to Fevers and Mirrors
1: again. And say I'm leaving my Bright Eyes era again.
0: You know, I've only ever tried on planes <laughs> <laughs> because, like, that's my that's my time, like for trying out new music. Where I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. I'm a captive audience. Like, I'm going to try out new stuff that I've never mm-hmm. gotten into. Planes. I have nowhere else to go. I have nothing else to do besides listen to this music. Like, when I'm, like, walking to the subway, I want to listen to something that I can, like, groove along to that I already know. Right. That I can, like, you know, airdrum to. Like, embarrass myself in public to. Like here, <laughs> here comes oh, so so, oh, so again. <laughs> <laughs> here comes morbid stuff. Yeah. You know?
1: Wow, we are. <laughs> are, we are there s- other questions you want to get back to? We're so deep. It's fun. We are so deep. This is Um, the only way the two-hour pod was going to happen, to be very clear, is to get very deep on things that did not need that. The point
0: of doing the two-hour pod was to make people never feel like they ever wanted another two-hour pod.
1: Right. It's to say, careful what you wish for. Exactly. Because you just might get it.
0: Greg, are there more wheels or doors in the world? I just, I highlighted this one because like, not because I think we're going to get to a deeper truth, but because I truly want to let Greg have his moment. I'm not overstating it when I say that this is one of the best questions I've
1: ever been asked. So I, th- I think this circulated as like a viral question like a year or two ago. And I, mi- I missed it. Yeah, I didn't see it. Like that. the discourse of it. The only discourse that I ever see is
0: like whether Olivia Rodrigo is a valid artist. <laughs> People are always just like, this is your queen, Gen Z. That's the six hour episode. I'm like, please be normal. Yeah. <laughs> please be fucking normal. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like she's 19 she's 20, just like, whatever, she's, 20.
0: Like, she's 20 it's cool the songs are good it's cool it's fine there's good songs
1: and there's less than good songs yeah mostly good songs being honest mostly good see alright this is like you make an album I'm just saying <laughs> real ones know um the thing is what's a door right like so for the purposes of this question I treated a door
0: as I like assault the microphone yeah I treated a door as like a door with the handle and hinges. It's not just like like any fucking cave can't be a door. You know, because then it's like then of course there's more doors. There's like archways that you could walk through that could be classified well, as well. Well, yeah. I mean I, I Like a window gonna... is not a door, it's a window. <laughs> <laughs> I okay, what about a cabinet? Door.
1: That's a door. Like a cabinet door. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, what else would it be? It's not a window. <laughs> But a drawer is not a door.
1: No, you're Only right a
0: cabinet that, that swings open it has to have hinges. Hinges. Hinges.
1: <laughs> so, like... Have you ever built a door? It's fucking hard as shit. Have I ever built a door? It's one piece of wood. What's it to build?
0: No, no, no. Like, putting the door on the hinges. Well, I've taken the door off the hinges. <laughs> Why? To get my fucking couch through the door. <laughs> oh, True. True. I built an I, I I I me and my partner built a piece of Ikea furniture that you had to put doors on the hinges like two doors and like tried to have them line up I just I don't envy carpenters
1: what's what's what are the circumstances under which you need to build a door
0: when you buy Ikea furniture
1: was it, so this is like a cabinet then yes okay it's the armoire that's like eight <laughs> feet to your right through a wall See, I thought you were like rented an apartment and they were like, but the doors are are self-installed. One time my closet door in this
0: apartment that we're sitting in right now just like came off the hinge. <laughs> I was like, I just have to work it back on. <laughs> I love landlords. <laughs> I still think there are more doors, but God, if it's not close. This is like one of those questions where well, like or maybe not, you know? <laughs> <laughs> When I was younger, I used to like, you know, cause I grew up Catholic, <laughs> as you know, famously kind of famously. Yeah. I mean, like Catholic, Catholic guilt never leaves you for some might say. And I was like, I was made to think about the afterlife a lot. And I was thinking like, what would be a good version of the afterlife? You know, like what would be a version of the afterlife where it'd be like, this is cool. This is sweet. This was worth it. You know? And this was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> and well, my to answer to like that, that, my answer to that question was like a version of the afterlife where you could ask like God or like the angels just like questions that you had while you were alive. Right. You know, like statistical questions, like a recap of your life. <laughs> answer all of the questions that were unanswerable in your life. Mm-hmm. This is one of those where you could actually like go to heaven. And you could be like, "Were there more doors or wheels?" And they would have
1: a definitive answer for you. They'd just put the numbers on the board. But here's the thing: You don't need that. like I do. Well, well, I mean, I mean, yes, we need the answer to that. But what I'm saying is that is something that, technically speaking, could be done without the aid of say, an, an all-present being, right? I'd like to find the person that could do it. I, me too same that's um, if you are that person tippingpitchespot at com. tipping, tipping under pitches pitches on, twitter. on twitter
0: well it's still free <laughs> because we are not going to be paying for that <laughs> I, uh, while we're here if elon musk charges like paywalls all of twitter mm-hmm. we're not going to be on there like this is going to be the only outlet that you hear from us just so just so people
1: like are like clear <laughs> So I shouldn't tell people I made a Blue Sky account for us last night.
0: Oh, um I mean you can post on Blue Sky, but I I'm, 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 I'm only not, speaking no, 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 for no, myself. I'm not going to
1: post on Blue Sky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm only speaking for myself. Like I I'm not going to Blue Sky. Like that's it. I'm not going. I'm like not it's, going.
1: It's give me Twitter or give me death.
0: Give me Twitter or give me letterboxed. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm not posting anymore. I'm done with this. I'm putting all of my creative energy into this podcast, as you can feel yeah, can and know. see and hear. There are, uh, uh, are there other questions you want to answer? There are three more. Okay. The first one it come, came from Now I Only Want to Triumph. Is a hot dog a soup? I think this was tongue-in-cheek as a question. I think so, too. But you highlighted it because you wanted to circle back to it. Can you reveal for the listeners what the name of our group chat is? With you and me.
1: And our partners, it it is what is a sandwich, Um, and it has been that way for like years, four or five years at this point. Yes, it stemmed from a conversation we had in a bar one night. Was this a bar? I don't remember. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure. I believe you. I'm pretty sure it was at Syndicated. Wow. Wow. Syndicated if you're listening. We, like we would love to do a live conversation.
0: show. We would love to do a live show at your bar. We would love to present the film Sandlot at your bar if you're listening. Syndicated. Oh, I remember
1: this now. There we go.
0: Oh <laughs> <laughs> it was the last power hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's stemmed from a conversation about like whether or not a hot dog is a sandwich. And you say no for some like weird reason. You are such a fundamentalist. I, like Okay, Scalia, relax <laughs> over there.
1: <laughs> if I'm going to be honest, and I don't know if it's the length of pod or if, if it's the, the, the beverages, I don't know why I would have argued for that. <laughs> In fact, I don't even know what the alternative is. What is it? A sandwich or a... Exactly. What's the other one?
0: I mean, I I honestly think that your argument was like it's not a sandwich; it's just a hot dog. And I was like, that is so absurd. It is a sandwich. It is, especially if you subscribe to the life mod, like the life motto, that is like every food could be a soup, salad, or sandwich. Which I, I honestly think that that is like a guiding structure, like in my life. Uh-huh. You know, like I approach my my nutrition like that. <laughs> But actually though, I want to bring this back to the pod. I want to bring this okay. back to like your pod choices. It is Philadelphia culture that a sandwich because like everybody is always like, "Oh, a bun if it's connected, it's not a sandwich right. because like this bread has to be but separated I know, I know and the meat to has say. to be be, yeah. be between." But like in Philadelphia culture, like a hoagie roll yeah. is oftentimes connected on the side.
1: It's like it's like the the loaf of bread that is sliced, but not all the way through, like yes. just barely not, so that it can hold, you know, the melted
0: meats and cheeses of a cheesesteak, Frankly, yeah. And like now, as a, as an honorary Philadelphian, as like one of the foremost chosen Philadelphians, if you don't think a hot dog is a sandwich, now, like I think we need to reevaluate. Like I like, a didn't lot
1: of think I was going to change my tune coming into this podcast, and now I'm actively changing our group chat name as we speak
0: to a hot dog is a
1: sandwich right to I know what a sandwich is (laughs) is so many good things have come out of this episode
0: um the other hot thing that's highlighted um can you refer to the team you root for as we I feel like we we resolved that the answer I think is no you think it is yes it's very Philadelphia of you to say yes
1: oh so you so to be clear I am in the Philadelphia group as in you are okay you are (laughs) The Philadelphia group sounds like the Wagner the, the,
0: Phil- the Wagner group. <laughs> the Philadelphia group is trying to overthrow the government. You know? And install Jalen Hurts as president. I just like once again.
1: You know who that is? Jalen Hurts? He um he is the yeah, he's the quarterback. He's the quarterback. I just... He's one of the most handsome athletes out there right now. He is a fucking hunk.
0: <laughs> we can't, oh get, my we God. can't get too sidetracked, by the way, but like, if he was a baseball player, we would spend a
1: lot of time talking about how he looks. Yes. Okay, great. I'm glad we're on the same page. I just like... Why can't you... Once again, like like I think that we like tie fandom to so many other parts of life that I'm like it feels like it makes sense that folks would do that. Now I go back and forth on it. I feel like depending on the conversation, what the context is of like, am I saying oh we won today or frankly oh, they lost today? Frankly, I think it's kind of nice to have some distance. <laughs> <laughs> I well sure it's healthier. I, I agree, but I also think that every other part of the culture has done a lot of work to like tie your sports fandom to tie your fandom to the specific team you root for and like no one's going to mistake you for playing for the mets you don't know that about me well i've
0: looked at your ucl (laughs) i do do you actually have an mri for
1: my ucl because i would love (laughs) to see
0: it i would love to see it all right final question that we want to return to and then we will wrap this podcast here up that final question came from dawson it was if you were granted the opportunity to take over sole ownership of an MLB franchise, would you do it? I think both of us said no. However, sole ownership key key phrasing here: I wouldn't like to run an MLB team on my own, but I, <laughs> I think I would like to run a team like as tipping pitches. <laughs> like as the community that is mm-hmm. tipping pitches, like we get to make, like vote on it, we get to like make group decisions, yeah. We get to talk about running that team on a week-to-week
1: basis. Someone puts in the Slack channel, like, poll, do we release James McCann? Why or N? I rig that and poll. 100% I mean, why. <laughs>
0: <laughs> would it be good for our personal lives? No. No. Would it be good for our mental health? No.
1: No. Would, would it be good be, for the
0: podcast? Would it be good for content? Yes. Most likely. I think it would. Signs point to yes on that one. I think it would. I think that the only rule is it has to work was a good book. (laughs) And I think (laughs) our version of that on the podcast would frankly be um, downright entertaining. And I think it's something to strive for by episode 400 or 500 or 600.
1: I mean, I think the real goal is to own a baseball team and then do a power hour. Maybe at the trade deadline, question mark? Yeah, yeah. Like the hour leading up to the trade deadline. You'll have to work that out with David Stearns. Having, (laughs) I have a lot, a lot to say about David (laughs) Stearns. You're going to have to
0: save it, bro. I have it saved. All right. It's up here. Right here. Pointing to the brain. Mm -hmm. It's up here. I have a list of things that I want to talk about next week that I couldn't sully this year Evergreen podcast with, but I'm ready. Just know that I'm ready. Okay. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. What I do <laughs> I want to do. You,
1: I saw your mind f- like flitting with it. And then
0: what I do want to do is I want to th- i want to say thank you. How do you feel having done the power hour? And honestly, we didn't even do it for real. We did like six beers, not eight. <laughs> it felt real to me. <laughs> to be quite honest. Is there anything else that you want to say to the listeners? I always give you this opportunity every week, but I feel like this might bear more fruit.
1: <laughs> I'd like to thank you for sticking with us. Yeah, you would. Um I I mean very genuinely I feel like the last 6 plus years of this podcast maybe track very closely with what the last 2 plus hours of this podcast have looked like, which is spurts of coherence and a lot of bits <laughs> and a lot of jokes. And a lot of ways for us to process our own emotions about the sport of baseball in hopes that there might be other folks out there who feel similarly. And this podcast has been a really interesting exercise for us, I think, but I think it turned into something that neither you nor I really expected it to. Like, I don't think either of us would have expected that we would have been here doing 300 episodes with a community of folks who are supporting us and putting out, shall we say sporadic newsletters. Um, You're up next. Uh-huh. I am. <laughs> Does, do I have like two months for the next one? Or? <laughs> no, I, I'm very serious. Like, I don't think we, we thought it would end up here. And the fact that it did is like, not because we just decided to start doing something weird overnight, but, because we found people who made it feel like these were things that were worth talking about and that other folks wanted to hear people talk about and like wanted to engage with on a very human level. And so, whether it's been on this podcast or in the Slack channel or on the Twitter, like this is things I participate in to varying degrees. <laughs> on the Twitter. On the Twitter. I'm very full of love. Yeah. Honestly, you know, six beers in. Yes. Yes. Like, not a sincere post.
0: I love but. Ernest Alex. Power rank, my favorite Alex. Is. <laughs> Ernest Alex, number one, 10 to 16. S- Uncle two. Alex is third.
1: <laughs> Philly's fan Alex, dead last. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like Philly's Alex is rising in the power rankings to you be are quite honest honestly yeah yeah
0: yeah you're making a case you are making a case <laughs> um i i could not agree um more with what you said and i one thing i can promise is that next week's episode will be much more closely aligned to what you're used to from a tipping pitches episode but i hope that this was um a fun little uh change of pace for everybody thank you again to everybody who submitted questions thank you to everybody who has like supported us both by listening, um, by becoming a patron, by participating in episodes like this, by participating in the Slack, by participating just like in the community and sharing articles and sharing ideas and in responding to tweets, like in all of that stuff, like it is, it is like deeply appreciated. And I will say, like three hundred episodes in, if you are a big fan of the show, and like there are people in your life who you think might also be a big fan of the show. It is such a value add for everybody to have like so many smart, engaged people like in the community listening to the show and like making us better at hosting it. And so like I, I just I deeply encourage you to like share it with somebody. And I, I try not to like say that too often because I try not to make it seem like there is like work for you to do as a listener of this show, like other than just like engaging and enjoying it, which like we are so flattered that people do. But, um, you know, we're an independent show and like we don't have the added benefit of like being part of like a larger network where people discover it naturally and so really all we have is like sharing it on our own like to the extent that we can and like the people listening to it to just like give it their to give it their blessing and so if you like feel strongly about the show and like you've enjoyed it <laughs> If you've enjoyed it, like at any point over the last three hundred episodes, I would I would like deeply appreciate it if you shared it with more people.
1: Especially if you, you enjoyed it, like episode one hundred and fifty, and then lost interest. <laughs> if you're <laughs> and now still you're here. back <laughs>
0: for three hundred, you know you're just like yeah, just I'll fire it up one more time for three hundred. Um, that is everything for this week. I will spare everybody the um the full plug of all of the places that you can find Timming pitches. I'll bring all of that stuff back next week for now this has been the two hour episode this has been the power hour this has been episode 300 alex thank you for being part of this for the last 300 episodes i can't wait to be part of it for the next 300 episodes unless you kill it at episode 500 (laughs) i have greatly enjoyed and loved doing this with you and we will be back next week Uh, i'm alex rodriguez tipping pitches tipping pitches this is the one that i love the most tipping pitches so we'll see you next week see ya
2: <laughs> let's go <laughs>
1: either the best episode we've ever done or the worst and there's no end